your podcast is going to storm the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> your podcast doesn't understand what's up with all these trans people. <laughs> Don't tell me what to call you. I'll decide what I'm going to call you. I'll use whatever bathroom I want. <laughs> Where's my freedom? <laughs> Where are my white people reparations? <laughs> yeah, what about that? Where's the straight pride parade, you guys? Huh? Where's that? <laughs> Can I join the white student union? Come on. What's the big deal? I think Morgan Freeman said it best when he said, you can either get busy living or get busy ear and loathing. <laughs> Thank you. That sounds like something he'd say. <laughs> we should get him to say that for us. <laughs> oh, <okay>. promo. <laughs> What's that, guys? <laughs> you have you have a script for me, boys? <laughs> sounds like we already have him. Those, those great ear and loathing impressions are always just ready to go. <laughs> so welcome to Ear and Loathing, episode 49. Oh my God, we're so close to 50. And uh, we are the number one rockers forever, the Gitmo bros in most circles and in, in most social circles. We are known as the Gitmo bros. And I'm going to introduce Gitmo bro number one. He's Foxy. He's the media darling. Say hello. I'm George White and seven times seven is 49. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> A little math for you. I can't, can't argue with that, that math. No. And uh, also, calling in from the North Star, he's my North Star. He's George's North Star, and he's also Mathematics North Star. Why don't you say hello? Baringa! I hope you're happy the library had to order more copies of my autobiography because you kept checking me out! <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Well-worn pages. <laughs> Some stuck together. Yeah. These are dog-eared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So how do we want to do this, boys? You want to uh, you want to have Clem set us up, or or do we save Clem for later? What's the what do you think, a dog? Um, let's save a, a Clement for uh, for the back half. Back half, because sure. we got a, a, a special surprise. Oh um, yes, we oh. do. Why don't you roll it out for the good people? All right, I'm going to say a few things to you right now. He's been referenced many times in 48 previous eps. He is my partner in Sweet 69, my partner in life. He's um, your band wife, isn't he? <laughs> my lovely, lovely friend, our deeply loving friend, our guys, our everyone, everyone. Guys, it's fucking Josh Pickering's here. Holy shit. Josh Pickering? No. How did we get him? I'm, I'm basically an ear loathing super fan. I want to be like the Yucko the Clown of this show. At some point. <laughs> hey, Damon, do you have that thing you want to play? I forgot that I stepped on that, but I'd still like to hear it if you have it and you want to do it. I think it would be funny to put it on right here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Speaking of clown noises. <laughs> you really want me to play it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. All right. And then and then we'll we'll uh, we'll do what we said. Yes. <laughs> this is already going swimmingly. <laughs> Here we go. Timing. One of America's uh, great legends, a cherished musical legend. I, I hope my uh, enthusiasm is generating because I love this man. I really, I mean, if you can love a man, I love.
Josh, Josh Pickering. Pickering. <laughs> <laughs> you could love a man. I love this man. In Aaron's defense, I just set that up like three minutes before we, we got, got on the Zoom. But uh, still, I mean, we just went down one notch in our professional broadcasting, wouldn't you say? I think this is a really professional operation. <laughs> Dude, we were already fucking too high. We got to come down back to the street level and get with, yeah. the, get with the people that brung us. Remember where you're from. I mean, I, I, we yeah. need to be taking down a couple notches. Let's face it. Notch right. two. So, Cocky. Josh, can you tell us what's going on in your life? Because I know you are a beautiful photographer. I've admired your pictures for many a year. Uh, tell tell us about all your bands and your photography and where people can find you and all that stuff. Uh, well, yeah, I take pictures of concerts and shows around Boston, uh, kind of whatever you got. As I'll take pictures of it. I have Cher and Guar. Uh, and a whole bunch of other people <laughs> like that. Uh, the <laughs> only photographs artists with four letters in their name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I do any, you know, anything from small clubs to the, the garden or Gillette or anything like that. So that's kind of fun. But yeah, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you have like managers from bands like calling you and saying, Hey man, we saw your, your photo on Instagram or whatever. Can we use that for our promo? Right. Yes. I mean, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a pro level situation. Yeah, it's 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 fun. I mean, it's really you know, it's it's not a money making venture by any stretch of the imagination. It actually costs me money to do it, uh, but it's one of those love of the game things. And so, you know, when you get a request from an artist to use one of your pictures, it's like one of the little bonuses that you get. You're like, okay, somebody likes my stuff enough that they want to use it to represent their music uh, and promote it on social media or whatever. That's amazing to me. So I yeah. just a I mind fuck too for somebody that like Josh grew up loving. You know, like you get fucking Bob Mould's people calling and say, "This is fucking spectacular. This is energy and this is incredible." Like, oh my god, yeah, that's and, nuts. And Anthrax's uh, publicity people did that. Yeah, they were they were pretty excited about some. So things. good those picks. I'm looking at uh, your uh, Angus Young, your uh, uh, Steve Harris, oh, yeah. and uh, Eddie from your Iron Maiden show. I got those all up in my my studio down here, and they're the, the pride of the pride of the joint. A so, deep honor, uh, you know, that Iron Maiden show is special for me for a couple different reasons. One is that it connects me to a young Aaron Britt yeah. who was at, at the Long Beach Arena when Iron Maiden Fuck played yeah. and recorded Live After Death, and I was obsessed with that record. I kind of started learning how to play guitar to that record. But I also saw that same tour in Boston, and I shot that show however many 20x years later at the same place. It's so rad, dude. And wow. yeah. That was it was it was really fun just to be down in front. That's the best part about it is you get to be down in front again. Like I used to always be the kid that was and down in front at the punk shows because I wanted to you know deal uh, have the energy of the band. I, I like that a lot. But like I just got too old. I got my ass beat at a fishbone show at one point, and that was the end of that. <laughs> yeah, it's not as easy as it used to be. Uh, it's uh, at least it wasn't true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Josh is a beautiful photographer, and he uh, is a guitar player with uh, Madonna tribute band uh, that really like puts the whole thing together. Like I know you're not doing shows for a bit of time, Josh, but in the past you got like there's all these different Madonnas and everyone's dancing and like st doing steps. Like it's a fucking serious thing. It's not a bunch of grab ass fuckers like Sweet Sixty Nine. Uh, Sweet Sixty Nine's got a lot of soul, but like you know zero moves. Yeah, it's no moves. <laughs> no, and Vanny Bullet had all the moves. Come on. <laughs> got the shovel. Yeah. yeah. 
I do. I do. The time I did perform with you, one of my favorite things of that video when we did uh, Tom Petty Need to Know is it's time for the guitar solo, and Aaron just starts hitting Dave on the ass to get him closer to the front of the stage. Just start spanking him. <laughs> just spanking him. <laughs> Fucking Dave. Oh and then, of course, Dave like trips front. over his pedal board, and now he's down on the ground trying to fix something. <laughs> uh, I blame myself. God bless Dave Meyerhofer. I love you, Dave. Love you, Dave Meyerhofer. So, uh, so that's it's a fucking it's such a huge joy to have you, and like I think you come up probably once every other show at least uh, in some way, some fashion, and uh, um, it's just been my brother for a million years. Sorry to interrupt that because it was very heartfelt, and a single tear was rolling down my my face as you were saying it. But jo- Josh is in a also in a Billy Joel tribute band, uh, and how many acts are there? Seven. So just sing the song. Heart attack, ack, 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 ack. Okay. <laughs> and and so what did you think of – what do you, do you guys do – um, we didn't start the fire. And did no, you agree with our no. assessment of we didn't – you got it, you just put your foot down and said no way? No. It's the one song that like we all – I mean our, our Billy Joel is a guy who does dueling pianos professionally. He plays at a club in the Boston Seaport area. And like he plays that song all the fucking time. Uh, but it was just one that, like, I I hate that song. I, there's nothing good about it. There's so many great songs I've discovered by Billy playing in that band. Vienna is an amazing song. Yeah. Right. And so, like, I like doing that a piece of crap fucking we didn't start the fire. <laughs> yes, I was, I was screaming when I was listening to the episode while you guys were tearing it apart. It's so, so bad. There's just nothing good about it. So, no, we've never done that. But we do play Piano Man at the end of every single set that we do. I can live with that. You would, have no problem with that. If you were being tortured that day, would you have chosen that as the worst torture song? What was the other? Uh, um, was it? It was Aaron? Red Red Solo Cup and yeah. Gerardo. Was, Gerardo. Yeah, was, Gerardo. Oh, Toby Keith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That, I, that absolutely we didn't start the fire. Yes. Well, I, I agree. <laughs> I've never taken a beating like that, and I wasn't even in the torture chamber. It was just a pummeling. <laughs> pummeled with the same hammer over and over again. It was, it was I didn't expect it. It was horrible. <laughs> I'm not saying Joey was wrong. I'm saying Josh was right, and I'm going to go change the score that I won that episode. <laughs> I should also plug Bikini Whale, right? My The B-52s right. tribute band that I play in. She, yeah. <laughs> He's in all the best tribute bands. You are. Yeah, it's fun. Every time you play Down, Down, Down to the Torture Chamber, it's always exciting. Oh, yeah. You recognize <laughs> that clip. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well, speaking of that, because we're going to save a little toy surprise for the end of the show, I think. So we might as well just kick your ass down there. I mean, wouldn't you yeah. say it's time? Straight it's to time. time. I know you want to keep talking about yourself, Josh, but. It's not up to him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get down there. And if I can find the clip, we certainly shall do that. Oh, there it is. Okay. All right, zip it. Get down there. Torture chamber. Okay, I'm not going to bullshit you, okay? I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know. But I'm going to torture you anyway. Suffering. Now, I have done the math. Our last guest was Aaron Shows, and your pal Damon went first in that parallel universe. When we have guests, of course, it's a different timeline. 
And so you know what that means. George follows Damon. Number one, George. A D G. Aaron Damon George. George. It makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, George, are are you ready to present to uh, Mr. Pickering today? Oh, boy, am I. (laughs) (laughs) I can see George bent over his desk right now. Oh, I'm, pre- I'm presenting. Oh, oh, oh sorry, my, sorry, sorry, sorry. My bottom is a, is a, is a pinkish purple hue of the of the male <laughs> gibbon. I don't bottom. Know. Um, yeah. bottom. All right. Well, so um, yeah, this Jason this does bottom. require a little bit of background. This song. So um, this is. Uh, I'm going to take you for a trip down to um, my native uh, southern states. Again, this time not to the jackal compound, but to uh, <laughs> to. <laughs> I would hang up the fucking phone if you, if you did that to me again. Ladies and gentlemen, later. Jesse from Jesse. Peace Jack. out. Um, uh, this song is called Fancy. Yeah. And um, it's about a, uh, it, you know, let's just play a little of this. It's, it's, I'm just going to tell you it's Reba McIntyre. It's a cover. And it's called mm. Fancy. And that's the name of a person. And it tells a story. Oh, and she, she, tells, she, she tells it pretty well. And then we'll do the. You can ask questions, and I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you the background. It's a person, not like a horse or something, like a show pony or something. Uh, no, it's a person. So uh, <laughs> okay, I don't it's like where this fan- is going, but and it's a it's a cover, <laughs> and uh, it's you know, I, George. I think what year the song comes from will dictate who this well, fancy person is. <laughs> the, the original the original song is from 1970. It's a cover. Oh boy! And um and and Reba redid it in 1990. And we kept so, the original uh, lyrics. She didn't update it. Oh, oh yeah. Oh no, did not update it at all. So it's uh, it, it was shocking in both eras, but I think 1990 more. But let's let's just hear a little of, of fancy. George, was it a single? Was it a single? It was a single for both of uh, both the artists. Was the, the, the flip original. side schmancy? Was it- <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was in a rush to do this. <laughs> I couldn't wait. I, I came for that one a few minutes ago. <laughs> Sorry. Go fancy to turn this over. Fancy. <laughs> Same producer. I don't. What, <laughs> was the was the full name of the song Fancy and then parentheses pants? What, oh, no. what I, I no. want I want to tell you guys that I didn't uh, that I did not know and never heard this before was that yeah. um, this is something called a this genre that originally in 1970 um, was is called a a southern gothic murder ballad. And I didn't know that was a, a topic oh. or a or a or a genre or a section Actually, of music. Nick Nick Cave does murder ballads. Murder, or, <laughs> yeah, he's done. Yeah. He's, no, no, seriously, like he's done yeah. an yeah. album of I believe murder ballads or songs written to be like right. Yeah, and so is this, it called like album songs to be murdered to or something like that? <laughs> seriously, like <laughs> I think that's a crazy more, title. More about them too. <laughs> but this is Southern Gothic murder ballads, and the one that, that really that really personifies it, I guess, is um. Fancy. The nights the light went out. Lights, lights went out in Georgia. Georgia, the, yeah, right. Yeah, that's the Southern Gothic murder ballad. Delta but Dawn, this, I think, was another one, wasn't it? And this but, one, yeah, and this one's kind of in that in in, in that genre, um, but it's a little different. So let, let's listen to the story of Fancy. Roll it, Damon. Okay. Take it away, Reba. turned 18 We lived in a one-room run-down shack on the outskirts of New Orleans <laughs> It's always in New Orleans <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's where the devil lives Gypsy queen <laughs> down in New Orleans 
She's 18, don't forget. She's yeah. just just turned 18. Okay. Rhymes with New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, these murder battles never happen in like Springfield, Illinois. You know? <laughs> no. no. They're Southern right. Gothic. Southern Gothic. Yeah, of course. We didn't have money for food or rent, to say the least, we were hard pressed. Then mama spent every last penny we had to buy me a dancing dress. Well, mama washed and combed and curled my hair, and she painted my eyes and lived. Then I stepped into a satin dancing dress. I had a split from the side, clean up to my heel. It was... I know. I think I know where this is going, <laughs> or or is she fooling me with this kind of setup here? Uh, no, <laughs> okay, I'm not even. I'm not going to ruin the, the the surprise that I think is coming. This is like okay. this is very share. Speaking of share, Josh, it's a very share themed sure. song, isn't it? Yeah, kind of, definitely. Yeah. yeah, same same era. Yes, yeah. From She's got original, a bit of a yeah. wind up vocal styling too, like share. No, 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 no. Does does fancy turn out to be like? One sixteenth Sue. She does not. <laughs> okay, just checking. <laughs> she probably doesn't make it out of that dress either. <laughs> All right. What does she say? Yeah, it's a, what is that? Here's, Here's your, your one, one chance. chance. Fancy, don't let me down. Correct, and she dressed her all up, and she was she was looking she was in the looking glass. She was a woman. She was a girl. Now she's a woman. There you go. I hear you. Oh boy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like the the direction this podcast is going oh, with a lot of oh, you know w- girls turning into women and stuff. That's you know, oh yeah. It's not our intention. Josh, you're not in a Reba McIntyre tribute band, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm going to spend the rest of the time thinking about what that would be called. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's four guys and it's called Rebra. <laughs> All right. So her mom is telling her fa- her, the girl's name is Fancy. Is that where we're going here? Yeah. Girl's name is Fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Mom's dressed her all up. Yep. Now saying, don't let us down. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to find out why that is in just a minute. <laughs> uh, uh. By the way, there's five minutes of fancy, just so you guys know. Oh, oh I know. Yeah, fancy is a bit of a long one. Yeah. <laughs> fucking George cannot get enough of the epic fucking song. He makes it all together. Like, I realize, I understand that I brought MacArthur Park onto this thing. I understand that. I understand the <laughs> irony noted. of me getting pissed up about it. <laughs> you lined all my songs up. All together, they build a ladder to the moon. <laughs> Let's listen to Fancy and what she's going to be forced to do. Yeah. <laughs> hmm, chin scratcher. Mama, that a little bit of perfume on my neck, then she kissed my cheek. And then I saw the tears welling up in her troubled eyes as she started to speak. She looked at a pitiful shack and then she looked at me and took a ragged breath. She said your paws runned off and I'm real sick and the baby's gonna starve to death. They might want to start the story <laughs> at some point. No pressure. <laughs> like th- this is they're having a long conversation in the shack. It's a lot of know? pipe. Yeah. Paws <laughs> runned off. Baby's sick. Yeah. It's a lot going Anything on. Else? Fancy's their last chance, name. Fancy's their last chance. By the way, Fancy, on the way back, could you pick up a half gallon of milk? <laughs> I mean, how much of this conversation are we going to get into here? <laughs> hey, can you to. get that bread where they slice it in the middle there at the top and they put butter on it? <laughs> I think it's home fried. <laughs> Thank you. 
Oh, uh, she's not coming back with bread. Kind <laughs> <behind> of bread. <laughs> oh boy. Here we go. She handed me a hard shaped lock if you said to thine own self be true. And I shivered as I watched a roach crawl across the toe of my high shoe. <laughs> okay, tell me who wrote this song because they're really just like hammering in a lot of lyrics in, in, in lines where they don't belong. Like that's a that's a mouthful for Reba to get through there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who I, do you want to? Are you saving that, George? For the no, no, it's okay. This this song was originally recorded by an artist named Bobby Gentry. Oh, I've heard of her. Nineteen seven. You might remember Ode to oh, Billy Ode to Bo- Joe. Yeah. yeah, and that's why this song sounds just like that one. Yeah, one of the original uh, Southern Southern Gothic murder ballads. This one, um, you know, I don't want to. Well, I'm not going to ruin the story for you guys. I think you guys know where this is going with fancy, but. Uh, this is uh, so. Uh, so Bobby uh, recorded this in 1970, and one of the things which the original that she did was much sexier, creepier, like had more ass in it. It was had, had horns, and it was more, for lack of a better term, black. It sounded in it sounded a lot better that way. And then Reba just really, in the words of Aaron Britt, honkied it up, really honkied <laughs> this up. <laughs> And, um, yeah, and Bobby Gentry wrote this song. It was a big hit for her, and the Reba decided to cover it in 1990. Hmm. I wish Billy Joel had thrown the song Fancy off the Tallahatchie Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Ode to Billy Joel? Ode to Billy Joel. That, that should have been the name of your band. Billy Joel. Ode to Billy Joel. The Jode Hode. The Jode Hode. I'm going to start a load. A com- uh, com- competitive Billy Joel tribute band in Boston, just so I can use that name. <laughs> you don't do any shows, you just confuse the marketplace. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, here we go. It sounded like somebody else who was talking, asking, Mama, what do I do? She said, Whoa. Just be nice to the gentleman, fancy. They'll be nice to you. She said, Here's your one chance, fancy. No She's going out whoring for the family. Yes, you got you kind of kind of cut out there, but she said, "Be nice to the gentlemen folk, and they'll be nice to you." Yeah, that was her advice, and then she's going to go drop her off uptown. So, I was saving my line, which is, "This is a Southern Gothic child prostitution ballad." <laughs> oh, okay. Because I was thinking these, you know, a lot of times with these, you know, country nudniks, they they have some twist at the end where she wasn't. Is it is it actually a, a prostitute thing? Yes, her her mom is turning her out. That's what's happening right now. Okay. Oh, I guess that was provocative enough because I thought it was going to be like you think she's going out to turn tricks, but actually like she steals their wallets or something. No, she's going out to turn tricks. Where was I when they were writing the song? I, that she's would have been a fancy. great secret. She's fancy, yeah. see. She's fancy. <laughs> and, her, and the creepiest part to me is that all that pipe there, her mom does all that stuff to her, paints her lips, puts the dress on her, puts the perfume on her, just makes her up like a little like a little hooker doll, and then sends her out to help the family. Yeah. Get out there and suck some dicks. <laughs> like, there wasn't available. She couldn't be a waitress or, I don't know, to work her way up somewhere. She's 18. Jesus. It's like, she just, that was the last thing available. Like, look, we need quick money. 
There's simply no other options at all. Nope. <laughs> in New Orleans, there's just no other. In fact, you it's like that, that song point. Rocky where they just couldn't, there's no way of finding nope. out how to cure it. There's no doctors. Nope. Come on. No. no. <laughs> you make a good point, Damon. Why couldn't she go pick pockets? She could go pick pockets yeah. on Bourbon Street and do probably fine. But no. Here's a here's a crazy notion. Like maybe she could get her all dolled up and send her to a typing class. <laughs> Nope, she needed that red dress. <laughs> Fancy dress. Lock right. it. Said she turns 18 and her mother's like, I noticed you have an operational vagina and mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and this well. baby's sick and Pa's run off, so I'm out of ideas. What about you, Fancy? Yeah. I wonder if Fancy said, <laughs> like, you got? You, I th- you, got an, you got something good going there, too, moms. Why don't you just join me, join me on the street corner? You're so willing to put me out there. <laughs> this yeah. whole thing. <laughs> some people like to party that way come on that's what i hear uh it is new orleans so i'm just saying so i was just yeah. horrified by this and it gets gets, gets worse so let, let it run some more all right <laughs> yeah i'm curious to know like the the different reactions in the in the two decades difference but do you know any of that george or do you want to get to it later no, they, uh, we can talk a little bit about it. I mean, bo- both, basically, they positioned it, both of them, Bobby Gentry and Reba, as, you know, I guess Southern women will do, or, you know, people put in this position, that this is a women empowerment song. This is really, it was about women's empowerment, because she's going out to earn for the family, and, you know, and you'll see, and there's a whole story, and it turns out, and, you know, so, but it, they, they positioned it that way. That was their answer to this. And in fact, there's an answer in the song. There's an answer in the song. She answers the things you're asking about in the song. So just oh, I can never understand yeah. that, George. <laughs> Speaking of whores in, uh, uh, and, and <laughs> sex workers, sex workers yeah. in New Orleans. Now yeah. there's that. Right. And, and, and every time that song is done, it's done by chicks all like uh, sexied up, right? There's like yeah. titties falling out all over the place and legs t- Corsets, till Tuesday, yeah, right, and yeah. like, and 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 the and the intimation is that they, they just love fucking. <laughs> and I, I yeah. look, I've been out there with with the with the with the people from time to time, and that's never been my impression of of a sex workers sex workers opinion of the of the with game the people. <laughs> yeah, they're like fucking. I just love fucking, dude. No, that's not what it is. Well, but. Don't let us down, Fancy. Yeah, except for maybe Fancy. I mean, I don't know. I'm putting word in Fancy now. <laughs> putting something in Fancy's mouth, huh? <laughs> you know? I'm not going to be one of the many that's bothering Fancy with my agenda. <laughs> with my needs. That's right. Yeah, Come what on, about fancy. my freedoms? <laughs> well, I, the thing is, like, I'm not, I'm not scandalized by this song, and I'm not scandalized by prostitution, and I don't give a shit. It's just sort of like the, these dumb hillbillies writing these songs thinking no. they're all provocative. I think... I think the thing that, that the, the scandalizing part is the mother is like, oh, by the way, hey, how's your vagina doing? You're yeah. Really busy? <laughs> you sitting on the moon maker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, that's the part where you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sex work and earning money. What? No judgment. That's great. Go, you know, do it. Absolutely. Good Lord. Here you go, mom. Thanks, mom. I'll see you later. I'll be home after work later. Yeah. <laughs> if, I mean, if you're doing this of your own volition, okay. But if yeah. your mom's turning you out, I mean, this needs yeah. to be the worst thing there is. Yeah. I mean, I, By guilt. Yeah. The, oh, this other kid's, your sister's dying. What up? What, get, get, get to work. <laughs> Don't let us down. You know, Pop's done, your pa's done run off. So <laughs> That sounds like a her problem. <laughs> exactly, dude. Your name tag says mom, dog. I'm a little bit of malted with my friends, you know. I'm a, you know. 
How about I marry a rich guy? I'm attractive. Why don't I do that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So here we go. She died what? Yeah, her, she ain't been back. So uh, so all this in the beginnings for nothing because the welfare people took the baby and mom died anyway. So the best thing that could have happened. What's the fucking point? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Uh, that's a win-win. While she yeah, was well, out there but, scoring, they, yeah. they died and... The she never went back. Came, yeah, but yeah. guess what? Here comes the good part. Keep it going. While, while I'm all dolled up. Yeah, that, you know. All right. Right. All right. was the fate that started to turn it for me. There was no way out. Wasn't very long till I knew exactly what my mama been talking about. I knew what I had to do when I made myself this solemn vow. I was going to be a lady someday, though I didn't know when. Yeah, I think Cher turned this down. <laughs> this sounds like a share song that she rejected. It's it's that half, stupid. Half breed. Yeah. Right. That song. And gypsies, like tramps, that. and thieves, and all those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same. Yeah. Same genre of song. Share traffic. Yeah. A lot, but around this time. But Bobby Gentry. This was her. This was a, this. In fact, this record that that, that this record was nominated for a Grammy. Her oh, second geez. album's called Fancy. Not not Reba's version, but. But Bobby Gentry's version was nominated for a Grammy, and then the record is called Fancy. It's her second album. It's just the structure also just annoys me. Like it's it the same way Cher would do it. Like it's just cramming way too many words into lines, trying to tell the story, and it just keeps going on and on with the story that's kind of boring because you figure it out in the first five seconds, and then and then she's just got to hit the hit the big chorus about I'm a slut or whatever. It's just, it's just it's, this is this formula is just so lame. I don't know why she would cover this in 1990. It was it was passé by like 1974, wasn't it? No, they they everybody everybody loves this song and um in fact this is it didn't do super well in the charts for Reba. It did like top 10 in the country charts but didn't really cross over. But this is and I watched a live live of this. This is one of her this is her big one of her big set pieces for the show. Wow. This is the big like she wears a um she was a ra- wears a raggedy old fur coat. Yeah, to start off the song and start to singing it, and then she's in the mama character. Yeah, and then and then and then and then then of course rips it off, lets her hair down, and has her beautiful fancy dress on, <laughs> and and they put her in a um. But that's a fancy a, dress I don't want to see because I know it means whoring. Yeah, right. right. I don't right. care how, what color it is. I don't care how nice it is and what the satin feels like. She's a fucking <laughs> child <laughs> prostitute. Right. Exactly. Fuck. And they even have a um even live after she has the after she takes the coat off and has the dress, um they have her in a Gene Simmons lift like a um like she goes up like kind of in a basket like a like looks like a basket like a um like when he does the bass solo like the bat like it goes up like a lift she goes up on a riser like yeah. because in one point of the song in a few minutes it says she has a penthouse in New York and that's the big you know big penultimate moment of the song and she's made it so I don't want to ruin it for you but here Uh-oh. you go <laughs> too late for that spoiler yeah. alert well you know you listen, go ahead and listen did that just change keys in the middle of a line that was a Maybe. weird that was a Maybe. weird transition yeah she did that once before earlier that felt like i uh, pulled a hammy <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's when she gets lifted by the hydraulic bucket Whoa! And, and then the, the key change happens just to <laughs> reinforce it 
<laughs> Alright. Oh, this is like Charlene and, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's okay because she's, she's a thousand dollar a night prostitute. So, you know, she works she works in nice hotels. She's not in the street. She's fancy. She's, thank you. Thank you, Josh gets it. She's she fancy. She still has to pour the tea and stuff, though. I mean, and suck the on. dicks. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But it's congressmen. It's congressmen who we all know are wonderful people on both I sides. I understand that there's nothing, there's people. no better dick than a congressman dick. That's what there I isn't. understand. That's what yep. I hear. <laughs> Ma- yep. Maybe what I hear. his tea is like tossing a salad. It's like a sex act that we just don't know what it is. <laughs> pouring tea. I don't do that. Oh, you poured his tea. I see. Mm. Is that what happens after the tea bagging? And then oh, you pour no. the tea again. Oh, oh, good oh, night, everybody. Oh, 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 no. Yeah. Explicit show. <laughs> Yeah. Get Mo after Here dark. you go, fancy. Here you go, fancy. <laughs> you know oh, what they boy. say? There's no dick like Beltway dick. That's right. <laughs> totally just like fit, fit dudes. Who <laughs> don't yeah. smell like gin. Yeah, no creepy hang ups or anything. Yeah, not strung out in power. No. <laughs> <laughs> Beltway dick. Uh, all right. All right. We're like 3.15 into this five minute song. How? What else? I guess. We gotta see what happens to uh, Fancy Damon. What, even though you when does Eminem start rapping? That's right. <laughs> Note it's to editing Damon self: edit out George spoiling the end of the song because now no one cares <laughs> what happens. <laughs> All right, here we go. And then I got me a Georgia mansion in a delicate New York townhouse. Now the lift goes up. <laughs> By the way, that's a lot of fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Imagine That's that. an awful lot of fucking, especially at a thousand dollars a pop. She's yeah. talking about New York penthouse. Forget it. In nineteen ninety, that was no, that wasn't that a thousand. That, that's that's probably now. It's not in nineteen ninety. That's no way. Yeah, Mm-mm. that's in in twenty twenty three dollars. That's one point six billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Aaron. Maybe she really does love fucking. Who knows? She's yeah, she taken in by a benevolent man. She guys. wants to make more than that. She better start pouring the tea, baby. <laughs> I think to end up with a with a Georgia mansion, uh, Fancy had to have a mile of dick in her. Yeah, that's- <laughs> now in this world, there's a lot of self righteous hypocrites. They call me back. That's a that's a key change in the middle of the line. I'm telling you, something weird's mm-hmm. going on there. All the all the musos who listen to this show, who always correct me when I'm wrong, can kiss my ass. That's an unpleasant. <laughs> just call us self righteous hypocrites. <laughs> yes, us. <laughs> yeah, musos. <laughs> but I I don't get like yeah that's that's a good point, Josh. Like I don't get who. What she, what her, the lesson, the takeaway from this song is like, hey, just become slut and everything's going to work out great. Yeah, it sounds like it worked out fine. Yeah. <laughs> so what was so bad about it? What were we uh, so shocked to be shocked about? Yeah. Well, her mother turned her out. So what <laughs> but she doesn't regret it. She's fine now. She's fucking psyched. She's the toast of Manhattan now. 
Right. Yeah, she, come on. She and sucked. Georgia. And the Beltway. <laughs> Beltway boners. She, she's basically like an OnlyFans person. <laughs> totally. <sighs> yeah. Right. And, and and you guys aren't, don't be self-righteous. She just told you. Everything turned out okay. So don't, you know. Who's self-righteous? <laughs> That's what she just said. All right. Well, I can still hear the desperation in my poor mama's voice ringing in my ears. Here's she one chance, fancy, don't let me down. Oh, here's she one chance, fancy, don't let me down. Oh, forgive me for what I do, but if you won't have what it's up to you. I don't. I just don't get why she's still hearing her mom's voice in her head after she's already sort of planted <laughs> her flag in the sand and said, "I won." You know? Because her mom's the original pimp. Because <laughs> she's had her brains fucked out. Yeah. <laughs> she can't think no more. <laughs> she can't think no more. And you know what I, I think, Damon, I just realized too, is I think you're, that some of the stuff you're hearing is that the honking out of this song that I'm talking about is that the Bobby Gentry's was much slower and more sultry, I guess, is yeah. the... It was and it had horns and it was a slower build and quieter, I guess, in parts. And then suddenly horns. It was structured that way rather than Reba's. It's faster and it's like a pop song. Yeah, and hers was Bobby out. Gentry's was slower. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's like, well, a mile of lyrics in this song. She slowed it down. What was it a ten minute song? Cozy ten twenty <laughs> minutes. I mean, the way she presented it was slower. It was like it was slower in I guess in mood. I guess Maro. the rhyme of the ancient mariner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was spot like that. No, but it was just, it was a better song when when Bobby Gentry did it. Bobby Gentry's version. Reba cut out a verse about that of her mom telling her about feminine hygiene, <laughs> which is truly uh, one of the first chapters of the whore book. I would think you'd want to be the, the, the single version is they do cut out a couple of a couple of the verses, <laughs> which I decided not to do. Oh, gosh. Right, well, okay. Now we're at, we're almost done. George, is that enough, or is there some big? Uh, there's, we still have to get to Manhattan. At this <laughs> let's point. hear a little. Let's hear a little more. Okay. The big city coming up. George always pretends like a big cobra comes out at the end of his songs, but they don't have a real. <laughs> they, they don't ever. Like one of those peanut jars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have a commentary too. You know how, especially around this era, they said, you know, the cream of the crop musicians in the world are all Nashville. You heard that a million times, right? Like the best musicians yeah. you'll ever find anywhere are in Nashville. But the, listen to the shit that they're creating, you know? Who cares? Yeah. Well, I one thing I wanted to ask all you guys, and I was I was uh, I was I was half scared that that uh, that Josh was going to go. I photograph Reba, and she's fucking awesome, and the shows are great. So shut your fucking mouth. Because <laughs> you no, do a safe, lot of you're different, safe from that for sure. <laughs> you do a lot of different shows, Josh, and I was like, fuck, has he seen her? And he's going to go, nope. I'm telling you up close. She's but but I was I've always been uh, not always been, but I've, I've, I know who Reba McIntyre is, and I realized that. I interned and worked at MCA Records and she was on it and that's when I heard her way back in the 80s and that but I've she's she was signed in 1975 she had a fucking television show a sitcom that was on for 5 years oh, I remember wow. that yeah, yeah Reba which was awful was awful <laughs> um she was in that movie Tremors which was funny and she was funny in it but like I couldn't I don't know anyone like myself 
just stumbled upon this song. I don't know one Reba McIntyre song. I don't know anyone who knows Reba McIntyre song. Can <laughs> any of you name any. one? Can you name one? Any of you name one Reba McIntyre song? And we're all, you know, well versed in different areas. All four of us. And yeah. I don't how she survived. I just I don't know. I mean, it's not Dolly Parton or something. Of, that'd be the best comparison to her, I suppose. Is but you know who Dolly Parton is, and I, you know her songs, and I just. It's a conundrum to me of how, how Reba McIntyre has sold all these records and done all these things and had a career since 1975. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great big planet. I, it is. I know, yeah. I know. You know, I know there's NASCAR fans and I know, but it's like, I just don't, I don't know any, I've never heard a song of hers, even it just in passing. I don't. Maybe you were in a maybe you were in a Miller's Outpost. No, I. <laughs> no, I went. I went and I was a lot of Miller's Outpost in the seventies. You know, I needed yeah. a quick silver shirt just like the next fella. But, <laughs> but you know, but I I went and listened to some of her songs and I was it was just like nothing. I was like, huh, nope, don't. Or when you're reading about her, I'm like, nope, don't know that one. Yeah. Mm-mm, nope. None of them. Like none. <laughs> so okay, I just want to make sure I was not crazy there with the you guys. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I, I don't. No, I'm not down with Reba. Don't know yeah. anything about her. Nope. nope. She has red hair. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Other than knowing she, knowing she exists, that's yes. basically my right. relationship with Reba McIntyre. Mm-hmm. And 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 has had a career for a long time. Like I was in high school, and Reba had a career. So I mean, yes. that, it's right. That's sort yeah. of how much I know of her. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, God bless. You know what well, I mean. Take us out with fancy, then, would you? Okay. Why don't we? <laughs> why don't we see what happens? Yeah. <laughs> it's got that exciting crescendo. <laughs> <laughs> What, you guys don't love this riff? Come on. <laughs> you could <can> stop. <laughs> I thought she was going to Manhattan. Did she already do that? No, she already did. She's been okay. to Manhattan. She has the she that's the big oh. moment where she has a Georgia mansion and okay. she has the New York New York penthouse and she tells self righteous people to get the fuck off her back that it turned out fine. And my mom turned me out. So so what? I made it. Who do I care? That song sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that like the because it doesn't seem to go anywhere. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, your mom. It's horrible. Of course, if that happened in real life, it would be a bummer. But sh- the, the, bi- the big tag at the end should have been like, I got a daughter of my own and I'm getting her dressed up fancy. You know what I mean? Like she just continues the cycle. The cycle of, uh, yeah, the cycle of abuse. Because cycle you want to really yeah. be make a statement. Like so that's what I'm saying, I guess, about like the Voulez-vous coucher uh, song too. It's like, well, what is the message? Are we saying like – I mean, what what you do with your body is your own fucking choice. I, I'm down with that, but it feels abusive. I guess I, I don't know. I guess feels not, it is. Yeah, maybe it's not a conversation I need to get into. No one needs to hear my opinion on it. But like, I don't understand. It sort of sexes it up, you know. Like, hey, man, it's dynamite. Making the best of a bad situation is important, I suppose. So I, you know, whatever. it's just it was shocking to me when I I stumbled upon this, and we've done a lot of songs from other eras. We were like, wow, I can't believe that. Paul Anka said that, you know, <laughs> right, right. but I was like really shocked that, that she redid it 20 years later, stuck with the idea of like, no, this is, this is feminism. This is empowerment. This is great. And it's about turning out your daughter. I've never heard. Can you think of another song where the daughter gets turned out? I can't by the mom. I've never, I, you know, you, maybe your daughter gets, there's songs or stories where a daughter gets turned out by a pimp and goes to New York and whatever, but by your own mother in New Orleans? I've never heard that before in a song. Yeah. <laughs> so I was shocked. I was like, really? Wow. They're doing this for real. Well, they, but, everyone went, well, you know, Bobby Gentry already perfected it. Why bother? You're right. 
but 20 years later she does it and then and honkies it all up I just, wow. <laughs> okay. well it's weird because the song is is sending two completely dichotomous <laughs> messages which is this is horrible and this is great simultaneously so, right. so I, it's it's bizarre to me. It's a strange song, but the hillbillies. It's good work if you can get it. You know, no taxes taken out. You know, so close to tax season. <laughs> it's worth worth mentioning that. Yeah. Plus, you get laid a lot. Yeah, I mean, you can you cannot argue with that. <laughs> no. Right. If you guys want to go pick it up, uh, off for the uh, 1990 "Rumor Has It" by Reba McIntyre. For anyone out there who is. Or knows who Reba McIntyre is. <laughs> yeah, we don't typically pimp out like where you can buy the record and what the name of it is. After we do it, this is a new leaf for you, George. <laughs> Out of Columbia Records and Tapes, pop on out to Music Plus and pick up a copy. There's a big Reba billboard at, at the Tower on Sunset. <laughs> Just as fancy! <laughs> All right. Well, that, is that enough, Reba, you guys? Jesus, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, please. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know what? That thank you, George, for that. Uh, You're welcome for that <laughs> contribution to the to the dumbing down of America. So, moving ahead in into the alphabet, we skip all the way from I guess H to Z and go straight to A. Ow! A is for ow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And Aaron has one for Josh here. And uh, before we before we proceed, Josh, don't give away anything. But how are you feeling about the torture so far? Uh, that Reba song was tough. It was definitely a mixed mixed messages. Some definite empowerment in there, but also, holy shit, the mother turns the daughter out. <laughs> yeah, that's a factual recounting of what went down. You can tell that Josh went to to Hofstra. Yeah, <laughs> he he gets Josh it. is the first guest who ever took notes while we were. <laughs> <laughs> and then Damon said something about the billboard on Sunset and ready. And, and here, we here. <laughs> here we are. Yeah, Josh takes minutes of the meeting. Okay, so Aaron, you have one for us. And I'd like to hear all about it. Yeah, this is uh, going to come from uh, the you dirty thief uh, 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 department. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, the one thing I will say is that it's got some pep in it, uh, where, that, where, where Reba was missing. So like, at least we'll be able to reintroduce some, uh, vitamin fucking R. H, <laughs> <Yeah>, vitamin H. <laughs> Let's hit it. Let's hit it. All it's a piece right. of crap. Here we go. Aaron's torture for Josh. Right into it. Yeah! Do it! <laughs> oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> oh, saxophone! The enemy, the of best David. sax, the best <laughs> enemy mine. <laughs> that is O. That is o baby. Here, uh, let it let it go for a minute because there might be some young kids in the audience who don't know about it. So just let it go for All a minute, right. and then I'll talk about. It. Okay. Dick. All right. I, I went right for the volume nub. I went right for the volume nub immediately. Right the saxophone. Right for the yeah. fucking volume nub. Spread for it. Uh, all right, listen. So this is this is the heat is on. It's a, a song from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack, 1984, written for your enjoyment uh, and review by Harold Faltermeyer and Keith Forzee, and recorded by Glorious 
Glenn Fry, star of 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 our podcast. <laughs> oh, Glenn didn't write this. No, no, I had no idea. <laughs> Take some of the blame away. <laughs> so this was uh, this was a this was a mammoth single, and uh, yeah. I would say that. I mean, it was fucking ubiquitous. This fuck, oh. so it was fucking everywhere, and it. For, I mean, and that was back in the day when movies would be around for like a year and a half, two years sometimes, and so for the duration of that, and then beyond. And it's a punchline now, today, still people know it. The movie was iconic, so it has a life. It was in the intro, like that's. I think it's the music that starts as the action piece starts in the in the beginning of the film. So you, you you get that going and and uh, and the heat is on and because the movie was so huge, it was fucking everywhere. But fucking, I'll tell you, brother, it is crap. I love <laughs> I love a kitschy song, and I'll back Glenn. Like, you belong to the city is a pile of shit. Yes, but I would put it on a mix. I would put it on a mix because I like Miami vibes, <laughs> and I would just I would just dig it. Like you have a cool couple pops, you listen to the fucking uh, "You Belong to the City." I fucking listen to that. But, uh, under your feet. <laughs> but like exactly, and so this is written by, as I say, Harold Faltermeyer and uh, Keith Forsey. Now, if for you kids today, the other thing that Harold was remembered for it and known for was from this movie as well which was axel f the doop dick doop dick doop 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 that was him and he did uh lots of he did fletch he did top gun he's mr soundtrack now keith forzy yeah. is kind of king shit of fuck mountain because he did uh both of the the first two billy idol records that's him yep. producing and he wrote uh don't you forget about me uh, and gave it to Simple Minds after Billy passed. So that's like right there, he's got like 80s cred for days. It's a lot of fucking cred. I would say this then is that like, well, let's talk about how does Glenn get involved? It's unusual that a fucking eagle would go and just do a gig. And according to him, he said that they invited him to an early screening of the film. And then they sent him a demo of this song, asked him if he wanted to do it. And he said, that's, that's no problem. It's going to cost you 15 grand. So we know from Reba Math. That, yeah, uh, that's fifteen dicks. Did they so. send him cocaine and a, a prostitute named Fancy and a, <laughs> girl, a child prostitute named Fancy? How did they get him to do this? <laughs> so he said they make a big deal about it in the research that he did the video over the course of two days, which then leads me to think, well, what was he doing for the second day? <laughs> My God, <laughs> come on, Glenn. And then, and then, and also another big deal is made of the fact that the guitar solo in the song is played by Fry himself. Wow! Did he throw that in with the fifteen grand, or was that extra? <laughs> I want, I want, I want everyone who's driving out there in the world to focus up because I'm about to say something. Uh, I can say with great confidence that everyone listening to this podcast, everyone recording this podcast, could conceive, compose, play, and shred the guitar solo that Glenn plays <laughs> in a few short minutes. <laughs> it is, it is uninspired. But you know that's what fifteen grand gets you. I don't know if that was <laughs> yeah. for the solo yeah. too. <laughs> fifteen grand in nineteen eighty four. I mean, that's not even then. That's not a huge. I mean, when you're talking about an eagle like that, fucking yeah, I mean, roll out of fucking like, anything for that. Yeah, that's not a lot. But even then, that's not that much. I mean, no. Yeah, if Glenn Fry in that era, like if a fifteen thousand dollar check ended up in his mailbox, he would just like throw it away with the junk mail. Yeah, like, <laughs> use it to light the fire. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like fourteen thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars worth of vocal 
and then 50 bucks for the guitars. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. And I, the other fucking huge fucking problem here is that like, so the song is dumb and it's limp and all of those things are true. But the biggest thing that upsets me about it is that what a brutal fucking ripoff it is of harder rock and roll. It is the it's all of that. The bass groove, everything is the same, 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 same. And I was thinking that like if John Fogarty could be sued for ripping off himself, <laughs> then you and the boys deserve payments from fucking everyone, including Glenn, even though Glenn didn't fucking write it. So Huey let's was, listen to this. He was no stranger to suing people back then. Remember yeah, the Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, but this yeah. is that era when everybody started uh, copying their shit. Everyone did because sports came out in 1983. And so yeah. this is the next year. So like it, that's how big sports was that the inspiration was still going on. And Huey was the biggest act in for the next like four years, you could argue in pop anyways, and oh. you know, white singer pop, you know, and they developed the sound. A lot of people don't know that fucking Huey and the boys produced their records. So like they, they, the band created this sound like that. They went from, being this gritty kind of weird bar band to being the sound. And they made it. Not some dude who came in or some, you know, magician came in and made it. Not some Keith No, they <laughs> did it. They did it. And so it made it, I think, even worse when people just kept ripping them off, like all over the place. And this is brutal. This is exact as far as I'm concerned. So hmm. it's it's tough to take. So let, let's play it a little bit. Oh, God, yeah. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> Fuck. It does. I never thought of that. It, it does. It, I'm now singing it. Yeah. It's so much more brutal to me than... So when people say, oh, yeah, Ghostbusters was totally that, too. Like, I always thought that... Yes. Yes. Production, yes. But it's way more Soul Finger by the... What is it? The Barcase, Damon? Who did that? Which Soul one? Finger! Oh. I don't know. Want me to look it up? It's an R&B song that, like, I think that that's way more what Ghostbusters was ripping off. But, you oh. know, they put to they put Venn's production on it, which meant they put Huey's production on it. And that was made extra bad because they'd asked Huey to do the gig, and he said, nah, because he didn't want the extra exposure. And so that's oh, what made it shitty. Oh, Huey turned this down? Not this. Oh, okay. I was, going, I was jumping back to oh, Ghostbusters. Oh, oh. Like, he okay, had turned nice. that down. Oh, right. Um So... Let's just play, play it some more. Play it some more. We're gonna. I, I can't wait to hear that fucking solo. Horrible <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think the drums are real, but the bass sounds like a synth. Do I have that right? Yeah, I'm sure it's a fucking DX7. Fucking DX7. Yeah. That fucking oh. set. It is oh. so corny. Oh. It fucking makes Yakety Sack sound like fucking Ornette Coleman. <laughs> it's, it's, it's brutal. It's brutal. And let me tell you, fucking, let's talk about that fucking chode. That fucking sweet sax is played by Dave Woody Woodford, who played with, oh, let's talk about it, Aerosmith, someone called Dr. Strutt, Big, <laughs> Big Dan Hill, and then the California Raisins. Uh, (laughs) it's so fucking corny i hope the musicians union gave him a stern talking to after he made the date yeah 
before Reba chose the name Fancy as her Hua name, she was going to be called Dr. Strut. <laughs> Dr. Strut. As long as it's not reggae strut. Uh, I heard that after, after, you do the, after you do the Dr. Strut, that's when um, you pour the tea. Right. <laughs> Those are two things. It's important that you do it in that order. Am I right, George? Yeah, the Dr. Strut's 85, and you want me to pour the tea, it's another 110. <laughs> you want the white glove treatment or not? So, like, this sax play, like, the, what, the other thing that I would say about – Damon probably wouldn't agree because he just is disliking sax from this era entirely. But, like, I would say that Johnny Cola from the news manages to have a bit of charm. Now, this is, like, over body. It's, like – I don't know if – like, something about the grit that they're putting into it. Agreed. It's just – it's yeah. just dopey, whereas, like, Huey wouldn't have it like that, even live. Like, there's, it was just a, a temperature and a, a care taken to it that, like, this guy sounds like he's playing in, like, a Detroit R&B bar, maybe, you know? And I just, it just sounds corny yeah. coming from him on, this, on the back of this song. It sounds you know? like a TV show theme. It does, dude. It really does. It sounds, you know, like it's fucking Charles in Charge interstitial music or something. <laughs> like where he's, he's trying to learn how to cook or something. He's got whipped cream all over his face. Trying to give things. a dog a bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sax line is also front and center in the mix, like a lead dude. vocal. And I'm not quite yeah. sure Huey's saxes ever quite go to that level. No, no way, dude. He's they, they had taste, man. And like, this is, I don't know what the fuck. It, I mean, it was a big fat hit, but like, since when does that matter? Is it coke like, ears? Is it cokey ears? What do you think? I don't know, man. Is it's like a taste <laughs> thing too? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it is a hook that is is stays with you, like you know, herpes. But like, it's it's <laughs> it's it's. it's <laughs> I, I'm I'm so stoked that the end of the song is closer than the beginning. Uh, <laughs> but, but that's not true. That's <laughs> well, in my emotion. Human papilloma virus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here, play it. Yeah, enough of my yakking. Let's boogie. Play yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He did this all in two days, guys. <laughs> <laughs> song is very effective at what it's trying the opening to do, of a movie right? the opening of a movie introducing a character yes yeah it's wanting to tell you about the energy of the film and like yep. you know look, you can't fucking fight that like that's a true thing and it's an Absolutely. 80s movie and it sounds like an 80s movie and it's it, just expressing it poorly yeah jerry Bruckheimer <laughs> made them do this don simpson did coke and then he demanded they do this right <laughs> yeah i mean and it's all about the movie like the the ripoff of the production is is intense but like you know i mean i was i was thinking that like if this song Minus the 80s slick production had come out in the 70s and not been on a hit soundtrack and without the other songs that it's making you emotionally reference to like it without any of that it would be a b-side at fucking best at best agreed would have been a piece of dog shit i mean it already (laughs) is but you know what i mean like whatever charm it has is only because it's like this placebo of 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 radness of from days of yore you know or earlier that summer and the other songs he was ripping off What's the I, other than the heat is on? I'm trying to figure out what the story or the 
what, what's going on in this song? I can't think apparently, of the words. Apparently, there's a guy who's on the street. I got it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's no... this is part of his street trilogy. <laughs> what are the verses here? I don't. We... He's on the street. I, that's yeah, it. Yeah, right? well, he ta- he's talking about the pressure to to maintain the heat. Okay, right. You know, coming off the street, <laughs> he gets. He's really focused on heat coming. And off also street. inside your head. <laughs> inside your head and yeah. can you feel it and but i mean yeah. what there's nothing it's like the words you could just sing anything here and it wouldn't matter as long as you do the sax and say the heat is on <laughs> yeah it's an action piece and it's an action moment so like the, the heat that's where the heat kicks in and you know they okay yeah the song's called heat is on who gives a shit i mean that's why you gave it to fucking faltemeyer fucking german to write it it sounds like a german you know pastiche <laughs> of english Action phrases. Oh, right. does he you know what I mean? Speak, does he not speak the language? Well, I, I think that, that he does, but it's okay, not his right. mother tongue. You know, like it sounds sounds like he's Klaus mining it. The, the lyrics sound like script notes, right? Like, <laughs> okay, you know, Act Four: The heat is on, and it's on the street, and you're like fade out. He's inside his head, okay? Yeah. That's what's and, happening. Oh, yeah, here. also inside his head. You get inside of his head, okay? <laughs> can you feel it? Or We should feel this here. <laughs> Tell me, can you feel it? Page 85, we should feel this. <laughs> <laughs> Not feeling it. Here's something that fucking freaked me out. So this song got to number two, which I don't I don't find that hard to believe. I would That it would have been number one would have been like, Jesus Christ, that's a gross number one. But- Okay, so it's number two, right? But the thing that kept it away from number one was uh, Can't Fight This Feeling by REO Speedwagon. So that puts people in a position of what was going on at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, what's heavy about it is that that song, that placement, on the bill, as far as the Billboard 100 in the U.S. is concerned, that's the highest any Eagle, Reed, Don Henley, or Glenn Fry ever got, which is fucking shocking when you consider really? how dominant. How Including the Eagles? T- no, no, as 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 solo, as solo performer. Oh. So really, only those two, because nobody because you know, Timothy B. Schmidt wasn't burning up the charts. Timothy B. Schmidt. Oh, Boys so, of Summer, huh? Fucking exactly. Boys right. of Summer is fucking number five. I mean, because it all has to do with what it, what was going on at the time up that was keeping you, it right. back. But still, like Don was dominant for fucking two decades as a solo artist. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Aaron. I think the song sounds like a number two. Five. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the charts get it everybody. right. <laughs> So uh, let's, I want to I want to get close to that fucking ripping solo. Uh, <laughs> All okay. Right. I, by the way, speaking of the phrase, the heat is on. It's also kind of stressful. Like you know how you have that mental checklist when you're going to the airport. You're t- you kind of remember. Yeah, we got the we got the tickets. You got, you know, the, and then you go, you turn to your wife and go, oh shit, the heat is on. That's right. <laughs> you got to turn the car around and yeah, go. Yeah, it would back. be that terrible. Like because it was that like agitated pop music like you know uh there's that, that flavor of the 80s that's very sort of like it's anxiety rock yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so you're like looking for your keys and you'd hear the <laughs> oh god yes. like, oh my god uh, you're not helping sax uh, yeah this song is playing uh, i mean you're when you're frantically driving back you know looping back <laughs> to home to turn the heat off <laughs> hoping you can still make the plane <laughs> I, I like I like oh, this idea. The guy in the saxophone appears in your back seat. The bell of his horn right in your ear. Or he's tiny. He's on your shoulder, but the sax is really loud. <laughs> like the angel and the devil. Like right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh Christ! Hey, you, uh, Danny so, Wooderson, uh, or whatever? What are you doing? <laughs> the Woodman, Woodman. 
Aren't you the California Raisins guy? <laughs> the California Raisins the show up on your shoulder playing the saxophone. There we go. Oh my God. We love you, Woody. We, made we it. love you. Now there's a script note. <laughs> Are the California Raisins available? <laughs> One of them is just dead. Two Frosties and Prosties. Hope it's the saxophonist. <laughs> they don't get out of bed for less than 50K per raisin. <laughs> they heard Glenn was doing this for 15. <laughs> Glenn did this for 15. <laughs> Two big days. Two big days. And a guitar solo. What the fuck did you do, saxophone raisin? <laughs> okay. Did you write Hotel California? You fucking didn't, did you? <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More of this, Jesus. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Wow, a lyrical guitar solo. Okay. Economical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they should have fired Don Felder much earlier if he had those chops. I knew we had this closet shredder. Need him for leads. <laughs> By the way, I have to point this out. It's, it means nothing to anybody, but the the song. Aaron, did you watch the whole video? Yeah, yeah, where he's the editor. Uh, oh no, the the one. Oh, I thought no. This is one. this is just like the the yeah. the. It's just one shot of like. Glenn Fry, I guess, or the album cover or something. Right. Oh. But then during the solo, for no reason that I can tell, it fades into a shot of a a girl all greased up with fake boobs holding a football and doing a provocative stripper dance, like dance Ooh. move. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> with 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 police lights in the background. So I don't know what to tell you. They were that trying to pop up that uh, mediocre solo. Sounds, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't look over there. All I can say is, is during that solo, the heat was suddenly on in my pants. And, uh, pants heat. And uh, by the way, Josh, I'm going to, after hearing that solo, I'm going to go ahead and, and adjust your math on the 15 grand, and I'm going to uh, downgrade <laughs> that solo to $35. <laughs> you got to go ahead and make it. a ledger adjustment right now yeah, no, on that. No, no, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> simply must make an adjustment. Tracks. It tracks. All right. <laughs> While this is going on, I'm going to take a picture of the girl just so you guys can see this bizarre thing that just happened on the video. No, don't send me that picture. I'm stuck in a closet. What would I do with it? Guys, I'm going to have to take a break. (laughs) Here we we go. like that part where it sounds like he caught his hand in the dryer or something <laughs> or, but just going by the song's title he burned it on the stove yeah hey! <laughs> all right there you go boys you can enjoy the the lady as the same way i am right now and she is a football player she has uh she has eye black on so yeah right she's getting ready to go in the field so it's not just an act <laughs> that's pro stuff pro that's pro craft right there guys <laughs> I've been wasting my time shooting bands, and I could have been shooting stuff like this. Yes, exactly. (laughs) There's an exclamation point next to on.
<laughs> also, I, I, I now, now now take it back after being forced to listen to this. Is that the uh, did they? I mean, why not the fifteen grand? I mean, they they, I, they handed him these lyrics on a post-it. He went like, "Oh, is this all there is?" Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. I got. He looked at it once. But I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Wrote it on the back of that check. Exactly. That's yeah. that's where the lyrics were. Like just what? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Heat is on. I got it. Okay, great. What? <laughs> they weren't even Bon Jovi napkin worthy. Yeah, they needed no, half no. of the napkin that John used yeah. to write "Blaze of Glory." Yeah. <laughs> like, let me fry this up for you. Hey, come on! Oh, that's yeah, yeah, professional yeah, yeah. broadcasting, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's funny actually. All these he- songs about heat on the street and everything. His name's Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry. How come we never yeah. made that connection. <laughs> It took us to do this. Yeah. When he was trying to come up with a stage name, he's like, Phil Broyle or Glenn Fry? Which one, did you, which one do you guys like? Phil Broyle. <laughs> Ricky Broasted. <laughs> Kip Hibachi? Kip Hibachi. Does that do anything right anyway? No. Too Chinese, no. <laughs> All right. Kip Hibachi. <laughs> I wonder if they, they, they clicked in and said, "Hey, Glenn, this is uh, this is uh, Keith here in the uh, in the booth." Um, sounds like you're having a good time in there. Love it, love it. I don't know how many of the burnins we need there at the end. I think we you made the point clear. I want you to have fun with it, though. Okay, who's my guy? Who's the big fry? <laughs> burning, burning, burning. That's what it says in the back of this check. Burning, burning. That's what the lyrics. You wrote this. <laughs> I'm giving you what you want. <laughs> it says burning right here. 4X. Burning 4X. That's what it says. <laughs> you don't want me to say it. You shouldn't have fucking wrote it. <laughs> Is this guy trying to tell Glenn Fry how to sing this song? <laughs> He yeah. isn't a third person. He's looking yeah. at the reflection in the glass. Is this motherfucker <laughs> trying to tell Glenn Fry, Glenn, peaceful, easy fucking feeling. <laughs> I fought monsters like Don Henley for fucking years. <laughs> You're double A ball, Keith. <laughs> California raisin, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You Harold. <laughs> yeah, Woody's like, how do I get dragged into this? I know, god damn it. <laughs> how many fingers did it take you to play Axel F? None. <laughs> uh, let's finish this off. Uh, All right. Oh. The shadow's hot. The shadow's hot? Yeah, every literally every even the shadows are hot on this street. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Jeez. The heat's on, Damon. Jesus, didn't you get it from earlier? Shadow, everything's hot. I finally understand. Thank you. Okay. All right, here we go. On the darker side. On the darker side? The the shadows are hot on the darker side. <laughs> this sounds like That's a German wrote that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. does. Yeah, wait, sure. wait. Is is it hot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the heat is on. Yeah, okay. Apparently, the heat's it's been left cool. on. Okay. It's not cool. It's we're, not just, we're still just talking hot. about the fact that the heat is actually on. Right. Okay. I swear. I, Josh, you're perfect as the producer with this. <laughs> like, everyone knows this. By the, so, this movie's about the heat. The heat what's, is what's, on. What's, are, what's we, are we still doing this? 
<laughs> Guys, are we still doing with the heat? Well, okay. it's a summer picture. That's what? my thought. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's on. It's a wild ride. You can make a break. Yeah, this sounds like AI wrote these lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like well, now we're actually getting to some a verse. See, like we're five minutes in, we have a verse now. Yeah, like some come some kind of content of the. <laughs> there's a chance you take yeah. when the heat's on you. Yeah, right. There's something. There's some stakes here suddenly, yeah. other than just the heat and the action. <laughs> just and the statements of fact. <laughs> <laughs> Look who's back. Yeah. <laughs> like a bad penny. The woodman keeps showing California up. raisins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I picture them marching in beat to the song. Yeah. Suddenly I'm enjoying All playing it saxophone, playing the <laughs> And guess what the, the raised saxophone raisin's wearing? <laughs> Sunglasses. <laughs> and white gloves, I think. Tom Cruise yeah. uh, Wayfarer is there. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yes. yes. And popped collar. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, what happens? Is there? Does he hey, go to Manhattan that's at the enough. end or anything? That's enough. That's Thank enough. <laughs> that's enough. We did it. This is a this is a Billy Joel beating. This is like a fucking we didn't start the fire. This is this Mick conjures up, and I think I probably saw this back then. This conjures up like you know guys in like the Miami Vice with the sleeves rolled up, yeah. and they're doing the white guy dance where you're pumping your fist, you know, kind of like your uh, rock 'em sock 'em robot, you know, like that dance, you know, yeah, yeah. like that's and 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 this I, I really am surprised, Aaron. I feel like this could have been on the Bruce Willis record. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. Like it feels like that, right? Yeah, it's got the same kind of. Uh, cheesy asshole yeah. sheen yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's 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 a weird thing and like i think this is again goes back to what damon's hatred of the horns go is that like it gets into that it's somebody made an easy decision that i went to a blues bar and there was a lot of energy in that room <laughs> and so as a result we got to put that try to put that loud brassy sound on everything and put it in the fucking you know center of their fucking forehead uh mix wise so that it burns you like, like, you know, like the, the very Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the heat. That, that is on. The heat. The heat that's yeah, on. That, <laughs> coming out of the saxophone. <laughs> and, yeah, for the record, I don't hate horns. It's saxophone in particular. And in fact, yeah. it's this style of saxophone. Right, this guy. It was yeah. so traumatic. Like I have post-traumatic sax disorder. From from this from the eighties sax it's so horrible. You might have hives later. <laughs> it might be this very one, Damon. Like this, we may have found yeah. patient zero. Right. Maybe hives, or it might be a rash from the heat. It's true. Some people get <laughs> that. You. Some people get that. So listen, let's 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 leave this. I've made my point. I think I've made it well. I'm glad that we got to talk about it. I'm glad yeah. we got to talk about it and and put Josh through it. So I, I'm yeah. done. Go, Damon. Okay. Well, the good news is this, George. George is epic, and Aaron was even like pushing four minutes. Mine's a nice tight two twenty, but yeah! it may be the worst. Maybe the worst two twenty you've ever <laughs> experienced in your life. Two twenty, two twenty one, whatever it takes. My mind is racing. <laughs> <laughs> so when something is reminiscent or influenced by something from the past, we have words for stuff like that: Shakespearean, Dickensian, Beatlesque, Dylanesque, right? Or yeah. podcasts before us were proto Gitmo. And later right. podcasts will be mm-hmm. defined as post-Gitmo, of course. Sure. 
that's 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 how we roll. But speaking of ear and loathing, our cozy little podcast is about to add a new word to the lexicon, and that word is Lundbergian. Uh oh, Victor. <laughs> Lundbergian. <laughs> this is from a department, of course. It's from the Vic Lundberg is looking up from hell and saying, I told you this would happen if you let the hippies burn their draft cards department. <laughs> Said it very clearly on a record. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Let's get it started and then uh, we'll talk about it. Scary. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. No, that's not him. Boys, welcome to a song from about six weeks ago. Uh, I, have the, no. I have the feeling that this is, I'm going to carry this record throughout this, the, the history of this podcast is the most recent song we ever featured. Six weeks ago. Who made a record of this? What do you mean? I've, I've actually heard a little bit of this. Yeah. Okay. This is uh, called Justice for All. And it's a collab between the J6 Prison Choir, J6 standing for January 6th, and Donald J. Trump, former president and current uh, current guy. Uh, Under indictment. Yeah. I think it's funny that his middle name is John. <laughs> Donald John is Trump. It? I didn't know that. I never thought of that Donald J. Right. Like, I don't think it's Jonathan. I think it's just Donald John, John Trump. John, right. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Right, so Ben Eno's fancy. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got we've got this collab between these peckerheads, and Brain it's trust. it's the guys supposedly. Now I have a lot of thoughts about this, and I'm sure you guys do too. But it's supposedly what we've been sold is it's the guys who are in prison for the uh, January sixth attack, the insurrection, singing over a phone that somebody recorded and put together with this somber keyboard, and then someone went down to Mar-a-Lago and recorded our pal Don uh, <laughs> reciting the Pledge Don of Allegiance. John. <laughs> did, 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 did someone record this on the phone and then smuggle it in their butt out of the prison? <laughs> it sounds like they still got some butt on it. I made some pruno and a shank, and then I made this record. Like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> I thought it was at least the Navy choir or something respectable, but it's fucking prison. Great. Yeah. There's a Bad Brain song where HR recorded his vocals from prison, from jail. I remember that. Yeah, I think this uh, was Sacred Love. Yeah. Right. So it's in the spirit of Bad Brains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. DJT. All right. Well, let's carry on here. Yeah. It's ominous. It's very menacing, I will say. Like, it, like it fucking seems scary. It's like redneck Gregorian chants. I, yeah, yeah, so, I yes, know, I yeah. It's just, I could definitely, yeah. There's definitely there's, there's something menacing, and the and redneck Gregorian chants is very apt for sure. 
Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like they're. Th- it, it sounds like a threat. Like if you don't like, this would be the 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 ominous drone on like a for a horror film like uh, a preview about a choir who <laughs> fell out of the bus or something, and now there's haunting <laughs> haunting the tabernacle. Also, if this choir imply singing more than one note simultaneously, <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so far, everything in unison. These people better have some harmonies happening. That's all I'm gonna say. You know what a choir is, right? What the choir is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, tenors, and they're. <laughs> uh, this, you know what this could use is, is a honking saxophone. <laughs> Yo, wah wah. <laughs> All right, here we go. And to the Republic. Jesus uh, Christ. This is great transitions. (laughs) (laughs) How many guys are in jail? How many guys are in the the chorus or in the choir? Well, we can talk about that. I don't even know. I think, I mean, it's just, there's nothing, there's no information about the song out there. I, I, I looked into it as much as I could. All I could find was articles about the song had been released. But there's no like this. These guys sang on it. All right, let me get to my my point about this whole thing. I think the whole fucking thing is fake. I think the whole thing is fake. Yeah, like just like everything Trump ever does, it's all a fucking lie. This is supposedly going to a charity that's supposed to uh, provide legal right. <laughs> uh, services for these guys. Bullshit! It's going all to Trump. They su- it's going to fancy. So where it's going. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, Supposedly, it was number one. On, I mean, this was, you know, reported by Billboard and a bunch of reputable uh, sources. <laughs> it's number one. It it's terrific. Number, it's the best. It, no, it went to number one on like <laughs> iTunes digital downloads or something, which they can't fudge that. But I just picture, you know, Don Jr. and Ivanka and Eric just sitting there downloading it eleven thousand times right. each. <laughs> just downloading so like, freedom each and every time you click that button. <laughs> <laughs> You know that's what he's saying. He's like, no, it's going to you guys. If I get reelected, I promise that I'll I'll pardon you. So in yeah. that way, in that respect, <laughs> oh, it's going to you. Man. Yeah, not one penny is going to you. Though. Yeah. So the whole thing is fake. I I doubt these are guys from. Supposedly they're all singing around a microphone or I'm sorry, a telephone or something. But imagine somebody it had just... to go to Mar-a-Lago and put a mic on fucking Trump and get him <laughs> and try to explain what was happening. And the mic has to be gold because everything there is gold. <laughs> The furniture, the <laughs> piano, everything's gold. God damn it. <laughs> All right, don't worry. There's not much more of this. <laughs> it's so creepy sounding. God damn it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Dystopian. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's sure. a testament to their, like, lack of taste. Like, this is what – it's fucking what Putin would do. Like, it would be – you know, like, this would be something that would happen for him. Like, to celebrate his – Putin's birthday, like, some weird group of Navy guys would sing it and he would come out and say a piece – and it would be this drony, really creepy kind of menacing sound. It's gay submarines, what it is. <laughs> you know that thing where they like when they talk about like taco trucks in the last election, taco trucks in every corner, and the people go, like, "Oh, this is the world that liberals want you to have." Like all I can think about when I hear this is like, "This is the world Republicans and conservatives <laughs> want you yeah. to have." Doesn't this sound like fun? It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's like a funeral march. Yeah, totally, dude. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I have a production note that I think funeral they missed. Dirge. You need, you need, <laughs> you need creepy. Um, you need a uh, you know marching in the back. You need the goose stepping sounds. <laughs> you need the yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Need this marching in the back. Yeah. Like a parade, like what Josh just said, like the, the Soviet parades with the missiles and the, you know. God, <laughs> it's a very strange yeah. choice because you're trying to say ostensibly that they are heroic for fighting yeah. for him. And all it right. sounds yeah, like yeah. is that we're not fucking done trying to fucking storm your gates, guy. Yeah. It's a matter of time before we come for you. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the song, by the way, is called Justice for All. There you go. So, I mean, to me, I'm like, yeah, justice already happened. You guys are in jail. Like That's how our system works. You guys commit a crime and justice has been served. Let's move on. But uh, yeah, Aaron's right. They're, they're, they're up to something for sure. Jesus Christ. Where are the harmonies? <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> They got all excited about the flag, I guess. Hey, is 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 the lead voice the guy with the Viking helmet? <laughs> <laughs> who's the maniac who's playing this? Like, I mean, besides us, who's the maniac who's playing this? Like in life, like who bought it and like throw like on his way to work? Is he busting it? The only place I know they played it for sure is at one of his rallies. <laughs> Christ. People were probably like looking around confused. Like, like what is this? Going on? <laughs> Can we play Macho Man again? <laughs> <laughs> right. See, I told you. But, yeah, he's like, a man like, of, of great passion. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and yeah, the, the other thing, like I said earlier, I just, I just don't, I think they, they cooked the books on this one. I don't think anyone bought it to listen to it or anything. Donald Trump cooked the books? Well, on, <laughs> I, I wanted to see like, be serious. what the, what the <laughs> hicks were saying about this on, in the comment section. But guess what? They, they cancel cultured uh, the comments on the YouTube. Yeah. They, they turned them off. You can't even like see of what course. people are saying. Cause there's probably a bunch of dipshits going, I love you, oh. President Trump. But then there's probably oh. 50 times more people going, what the hell is this shit? Get this the fuck off out of here. You know? <laughs> All right, here we go. One nation under God. Yeah, those transitions are so smooth. It's like Simon and Garfunkel stepped in to do those. <laughs> it sounds like Leibach. <laughs> it's a, you know, like orchestral German industrial right, yes. music. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's been missing the marching. They need the marching. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh, by the way, I wanted to mention, obviously, this is the Star Spangled Banner. Missed opportunity. If they had done America the Beautiful, they could have said brotherhood, <laughs> yeah. which is in the lyrics. Why weren't you in the room? You know, you know, why, does, I don't, why don't people consult me on these things? Why weren't you the butt phone guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Indivisible with liberty Ugh. and justice for all. Shut up! <laughs> the guy doesn't have a patriotic bone in his fat ass fucking Just, yeah. body. Like, he doesn't give a fucking fuck. He doesn't right. give a you fuck. <laughs> if you were wondering if the uh, Pledge of Allegiance meant anything, it didn't mean much anyway, but now it, that's yeah. just as the nail in the coffin of it. Jesus like, it has Christ. no value anymore. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Nothing. No. This this is it. This is 
burning the flag does less damage. <laughs> it does. It's true. Than just Trump resigning the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> does less for the nation. <laughs> All right. I think that, Josh, that they're not giving you any harmonies because they think that that's what uh, 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 drag shows are about, like with people who have big, <laughs> big brassy, beautiful, effective, exciting voices. They're yeah. like, no, no, that's what that, that's what they would do. We just sing in unison like a bunch of freaks. Don't you dare <laughs> sing a third. fucking so scared of their shadow dude so fucking scared of fucking not being able to be honest with themselves about who they really are it's just so transparent yeah damon how many so you know how many people were i'm fascinated it sounds like a lot of people like that's not 15 guys it sounds more than that like how many people were it's a good question prosecuted or whatever for this or this implies that they're all all. I don't think all of them went to the same prison, so it this implies that all of them are standing also, around one phone singing to you know this hillbilly Gregorian <laughs> chant. I I don't know. I think the whole thing's a fucking lie. I really do. I don't think any of it happened. You know, someone may have gone and recorded Trump. It's just Don Jr. and Eric just looped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and Garage Band. <laughs> right, right. Just looped him like forty-seven times. Hey, Dad. And by the way, him. let's just go over the fact, the, the notion that there were people actually recording it from jails. They're in those gigantic cavernous spaces, so there's probably a lot of make, it makes it sound a lot bigger than sweet than verb. Like, yeah, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think there's probably like maybe like five, six, seven dudes who wanted to overthrow the country. Is that, yeah. is that am I getting that right? <laughs> Little known fact: that's how Bonham got his drum sound. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't a church. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, we're we're almost done here, guys. But it ends. You're gonna love the ending here. So here we go. I'll just I'll just. Well, it never it ends. It yeah. never <laughs> ends. Here we go. I dig the background track. Sounds cool. <laughs> what if that something positive, Josh? Way to go! What if that was Don John Trump playing the keys? <laughs> he's a, he's playing the keys. <laughs> he's doing like a screaming Scott from Shauna. <laughs> he's playing his, his he's playing his tie. That's a p- piano keyboard. He does another bump. He's like, all right, I'm gonna do another take. Here we go. <laughs> uh, anybody got any more Afrin? <laughs> Afrin. Fucking punk. I think it was more like cut to Enya going, wait, what is this for? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say. You guys roped me into this. (laughs) Right. Do you think think Glenn would have done this for 15 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) I'll throw in a guitar solo, guys. We don't need that. Like Jimi Hendrix, but, you know, more simple, you know. (laughs) You know how many millions guys like Trump have pumped into the inner city? (laughs) (laughs) He loves them. Which is reason for doing the Pepsi commercial. That's right. Of course. Of course. course. (laughs) Um, I think that's all I got for uh, Justice for All by by the uh, the, the collab between the (laughs) J6 Prison Choir and Donald J. Trump. So now we turn it over to Josh and give us your thoughts on all the songs, Josh. You know, get let us let us know what you were feeling, what you feel now. Go ahead. Uh, I feel gross. (laughs) (laughs) My work is done here. It's not the first time we've heard that. (laughs) Me too. 
uh, I, you know, I uh, going into the first song was definitely controversial for sure. Uh, going into the HSO, of course, that for me was like, all right, I don't know how it can get much worse than this. <laughs> and then Damon comes in with that mess, that seditious mess. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Hearing his voice is still awful. Anytime, all the time. Just, uh, but that's what the show is all about. <laughs> that's right. So personally, I mean, I, you know, there's no way there can be anything other than that last thing. I mean, <laughs> as awful as the sax line is, right? And, and as awful as childhood prostitution is. Yeah, is, as awful Donald as that Trump. is. <laughs> He's worse than that. Yeah, that is just, that is, I like... It's it is it's shocking how there is completely lacking in joy of any kind. That's right. right? Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's so grim. It's so bleh. just like, <laughs> right, like yeah. what what is the world? That, what is the larger world envision? Like what happens to nightclubs and bars and restaurants and, and schools? Like, what, what is what do they think is the end game of having that sort of crazy German? dystopian nightmare ballad <laughs> yeah. like, as their thing like yeah you guys come check out our thing this is what it's gonna be like awesome times <laughs> it like, sounds like brutalist architecture you know what i mean yeah. like it sounds like fucking boom, joyless <laughs> it sounds like justice it's black and white it's not in color it's in no, black and white real for real and and trump is kind of a bridge between the two other songs too like child prostitution cheesy 80s stuff yeah, he's into it. <laughs> he is. He's got it. He is. Yeah. It's the result of it. Yeah. You won, Damon. <laughs> I'm not proud of this, but here we go. <laughs> the winner takes it all. John, 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 John. Trump, 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 Trump. <laughs> USA, USA. Eins, drei, bye, fear. Eins, drei, bye. I'm changing my answer to we didn't start the fire. <laughs> That's solid. <laughs> and I, I kind of knew where Josh stood on the political spectrum. So I went, you know, because I was going to use the song on somebody. And I go, and then this popped up and I went, Josh is the is the victim for sure. True <laughs> oh choice. Yeah. Uh, uh, Trump related cuts and, and jackal songs cannot be beat. Yeah. <laughs> if you need a win, if you need a big win, that's how you do it. Yeah, the ja- the Jackal catalog I think has still has yet to be fully explored. <laughs> oh no, hey, there's plenty more. <laughs> Underrealized, under underplayed, yep. underthought out. We still haven't got to the to the coffee grinder song, which is kind of a yeah, right, right. I didn't think it was bad enough. That's why like I dug further into my mind. <laughs> well, Josh Pickering uh has sat through uh, three horrendous layers of dog shit uh, to come out wiser, prouder. I would hope, you know, because it's in the past. More patriotic, now. probably. Yeah, certainly, <laughs> certainly, he's got old glory out counting stars. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the things that happens when you are a guest on the program, in addition to staying at the Paramount Lounge uh, here in beautiful downtown uh, Gitmo, any year you supply can- of turtle wax. That's right. Like two or three really good seasonal waxes that are excellent. 
Um, but I will say Jeez. that one of the things that gets to happen for you once you sit through all that crap is that you get to say, what do you want to do for your sorbet? You could uh, bring your own jam and play for us. You could do whatever the fuck you want. And Josh said, hey, hey, let's do a brackets, guys. Whoa. And that's what we yes. do. So let's hit the theme. I'm going to go from one clip to another because we have to usher him into this. We need to kind of relax that's a right. little bit right. and get into this. That's right. Yes. That's right. And Majel's going to just carry our balls on a teaspoon into the sorbet <sighs> section. Here we go. Sorbet for that oh-so-fresh feeling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brockets! I do Heart feel beats. better. <laughs> All right, now check it out. Let's we got go, a, boys. We, got, Wait uh, a we have a. Uh, oh yeah, come on. Oh right. It's only taken Aaron like forty nine episodes <laughs> to understand how the show works. Okay, here we go. Can I can I play this now, or do you have anything else to say? Yes, please do it. Brackets. Brackets. Gregorian chants. Brackets. Nightmare. <laughs> Justice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the guy yells out Justice. Justice. <laughs> does, does does Clem have to help us down here or not? <laughs> oh yeah, Clem. Wait, were we supposed to say hi to Clem or what? Josh, you want to say hi to Clem? Well, well the completionists are going to lose their mind if we don't listen to Clem. So like, we got right. we got we can't skip. Let's listen to Clem. All right. Well, Clem. You've heard a lot about Josh and his life. He's got photographer. He's a musician. He's an all just an all around kind of renaissance man. Probably got a few questions for him. Yeah, Clem, you probably want to know some things about his his dynamic life. What do you have to say, Clem? Hi there. Welcome to Kibitz Corner. Huh. Hmm. That's a that's a tough one for Josh to to answer. By the way, we're we're in the sorbet and the the Kibitz Corner. This is like you know it's getting crowded in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we have a theme here for this one that is not dissimilar to some of the other filth we've touched on uh, today. But uh, make no mistake, it is filthy. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is going to be, I, there's no other way to say it, but uh, pop rock pedophilia. Oh, oh great. <laughs> theme today. Well, fit right in with the justice right. and child prostitution and saxophones <laughs> that's right can we just go right to the winner fancy by reba mcintyre <laughs> so what what the uh, what the theme is here is that for each of these brock eats entry we're going to have the name of the act the name of the uh song that we're referencing from that act and there's also you know we're going to give you a quick review of what the like some of the offending verse mm. um and uh, oftentimes it's the entire goddamn fucking song, but uh, there's always something in there. And uh, then it's also interesting to note how old was the person who was singing it when they were saying this disgusting horseshit, please. And now we're going to know that. And that will probably factor into uh, how you feel about it. Now, the three of you guys are contestants here on the big program. I'm coming at you uh, hard and fast. Wink Martindale here uh, with the long, thin microphone and the big, wide heart for all three of you. And all I want to do is have a good game. So in Inappropriate Gene Rayburn hugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we're going to get close. We're going to get close. Is that my microphone? Who can say, really? <laughs> so here we go. The first. Now, let me ask you a question. Is this... A, a blend of both songs that are creepy and guys who have been accused of pedophilia, or is it just one or the other? No, no. I'm just saying that, like, I was trying to think of a department, and because it's all gross songs, 
Okay, gross songs. Got it. Because there's like Gary Glitter and stuff, right? That kind of thing, yes. I thought okay. that was a bit obvious, so I stayed away from it. But okay. um, So here is the first Brocky entry. She's Only 17 by the band Winger, oh, written by Kip Kipling to his friends Winger. Uh, <laughs> and he was 27 when he wrote this song. And I want to give you a quick, because I mean, I know that uh, uh, some of us know these lyrics, but just so that we all know them, here's, a, here's an example. Yes, such a bad girl. Loves to work me overtime. Feels good dancing close to the borderline. She's a magic mountain. She's a leather glove. Oh, she's my soul. It must be love. She's only 17. Girl, she gives me love like I've never seen. She's only 17. Daddy says she's too young. But you know what? She's old enough for me. (laughs) So there's that. Now, that's something to think about and and consider. Like, this was a huge song, guys. This is a massive song that was out there for the people, and it was on constant rotation on music television. Oh, yeah. Uh, it It was, like, on all the time. And it was brutal. And, and like Kip Winger was handsome. So he was like sort of built for uh, videos. And as a result, it was on even more. So like yeah, him this was a message. With his bass. Yeah. Yeah. This was a message that was out there and saying like, it's all good. It's rock and roll, right? So <laughs> that's in, 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 in Brocky one, that's the first entry. Now he's up against who it's Ringo Starr. <laughs> One of the lovable lads from Liverpool. You're 16. You're beautiful. You're arrested. <laughs> now, in 1973, this came out, written by <laughs> pop superstars Richard and Bob Sherman. Uh, Ringo was 27. Uh, Dick and Bob were 35 and 32. So certainly Ringo didn't write it. But Ringo knew well what he was doing when he when Correct he decided me if I'm wrong, to isn't it. isn't your sixteen a cover from the fifties or sixties? Yeah. yeah, that's when they wrote it, Richard okay. and Bob Sherman. Got it. But they were thirty five at that time. At that they, time, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So here's here's an example of those lyrics. You're all ribbons and curls. Oh, what a girl. Eyes that sparkle and shine. You're 16, you're beautiful in your mind. Mine all mine, 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 mine. <laughs> you're my baby, you're my pet. We fell in love on the night we met. You touched my hand, my heart went pop. Oh, I wish we could never stop. So that's, that's, Ringo said, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one I want. That's the one I want, guys. I know you guys got a lot of songs. Now it was a hit and it's, it's unsettling. So you have, a beetle, a man of the world, a man who knows better, <laughs> up against Kipling Winger and seventeen. So we're gonna go around. We're gonna go around the the horn. Who wants to start? I think I have an answer. All okay. right, David. What's worse? Well, here's the thing. With the, it seems like in the Your Sixteen song, the Ringo song, or whoever originally did it. That was an era when they were writing songs that were supposed to be from a teenage perspective. Look, I'm not, if if the writers were creepy, I don't know. I'm just for now going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But I, the song was meant to be a teenage song from one teenager to another. Right. Rudyard Kip Winger. <laughs> Rudyard. <laughs> he's he's admitting like, dude, I I her dad's mad at me because I'm I'm this age and she's underage. He's, her dad has scoped this out. What yeah, I'm right. Doing. He's consulted like the the penal codes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon the pun. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Thank you. 
Uh, <laughs> my vote is for Kip uh, Rudyard Kipling. Kipling um, Manor. For your 17. Um, so she's only the way we've decided to do this with guests is that the guest always needs to be able to make a decision. Yeah. And so George will be out, uh, either agreeing with everyone or disagreeing with everyone in this particular one. And we'll circle this around, but Josh always will get a chance to make a difference. And wink, wink gets to weigh in too, even though your vote doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll do mine last. So, uh, uh, Joshua, what do you say? What say you of those two Kipward winger and Ringo knows better star. (laughs) <laughs> so, both are pretty gross. Sure. Uh, I will have to say, though, the 30... How old were the, the brothers? 30... 35, 32. The so, Sherman. the 35-year-old brother says to the 32-year-old brother, Hey, I got this new song about fucking a 16-year-old. Like, what <laughs> is that? How does that conversation go? Like, <laughs> how... It down. I, it just... Ugh. Hey Josh, when when he says fucking a sixteen year old, does he grab his crotch and shake it around? Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, get a pistol, huh? Hey, shake it around. Just for that alone, I have actually. I'm gonna go with she's sixteen. Whoa! Now, Georgie boy, you get to make a decision. Ah, uh, this is an easy one for me. Um. Uh, personally, I've I've always found um, the way Ringo sang that particularly creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of creepy. I, I just yeah, he, the, exactly. Yeah, that he knew what like he was he's singing l- about. Yeah, like, he, yeah, he's got his chin down. Yeah, and like, he's yeah. like he's like, giggling over his collar. Yo, yeah. sixteen. Actually, yeah. you know what? Yeah. It sounds, like, it sounds right. like he's like walking towards her with an open row going yo, sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> Kimono, but yes. <laughs> Yes, exactly. That's exactly what that feels like to me. I, I and I don't and and and, uh, and with uh, the seventeen thing, I, I, you know, I'm thinking of hot blooded and even right. uh, I saw I saw her standing there. I, she was just seventeen. You know what I mean? It just it feels like there's a I'm not going to call it a tradition, but it doesn't seem as offensive as Ringo's presentation of <laughs> that song with the open robe. And, he, and Josh hit it exactly right. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, big ring. Ringo moves forward. That's exciting. Uh, so next up on the docket, we have The Neck, My Sharona, <laughs> written by Big Doug Figer. Uh, he was 28 at the time, by the way. And uh, now these uh, new wave heads will remember that these guys uh, ruled the planet for a few short uh, months. And this is the knack. My Sharona. Here's the sampling. Come a little closer, hon. Uh, will you, hon? Close <laughs> enough to look in my eyes, Sharona. Keep it a mystery. You're kissing me. Running down the length of my thighs, Sharona. Never going to stop. Give it up, such a dirty mind. I always get it up for the touch of the younger kind. <laughs> Good Christ. Aaron sounds like Steve Allen reading Bebopaloo <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> it's doing like a, a, a slam poetry version of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I always give it up. <laughs> Such a dirty mind. Never gonna stop. <laughs> so that was that's the first uh, entry there. Uh, and again, he was uh, 28 big years and it was a massive fucking hit. Next up from 1958, Chuck Berry, Sweet Little 16. 
Now we know that old Chuck. <laughs> yeah, Chuck got into some things, and, uh, and he wrote. What, he wrote what he knew. That's right. You love that pee pee stuff. You like the uh, bathroom stuff. Probably got foot vids. Who knows? He was 32 when he wrote this song, so certainly should know better. (laughs) Sweet little 16. She's got the grown up blues, tight dresses, and lipstick. She's sporting high heeled shoes. Oh, but tomorrow morning she'll have to change her trend and be sweet 16 and back to class again. He wants to make sure that you know exactly what he means by putting her back into her classroom <laughs> that's the fancy origin story yeah, yeah. <laughs> a whore is born <laughs> so okay. that is chuck chuckles barry who fucking knows better sweet little 16 against doug the knack Figer with my sharona what say you all let's start with joshua uh, I'm gonna have to go with the knack on this one. It's pretty bad, man. Th- those lyrics are are like yeah. you can't pick a better verse out of that song, and they're all pretty bad. Yeah, for it's pretty, illustrating yeah, this point, it's, it's. I mean, the the Chuck Berry one also pretty creepy, and also bolstered by the fact that he's 32. Right, <laughs> right. The knack, sure. Yeah, that's rough stuff. Um, uh, uh, Georgie boy, what do you say? Um, I have two uh, two personal, I guess, things from this. So the, the first one is uh, when I'm in junior high, um, Mrs. J, who is our librarian, who is awful and I don't like her, but she is, has the story of she knew the real Sharona and I want to be a rock guy for the, you know, a rock journalist for the newspaper. So I go interview her. Like I want that story so bad. And all she does is go, yep, well, I knew her. She seemed like a nice girl. I'm like, anything else to say? No, not really. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mrs. J. Fuck you. Great. Would be, yeah. Thank you. You knew her. Wonderful. Um, I, <laughs> Georgie, that was the beginning of your Woodward Bernstein yeah. and also George. Exactly. Also George. <laughs> Digging down for the story with Mrs. J. <laughs> Sharona Gate. Um, yeah. I, I, so I, and, the other one, and the other part of this, my decision is that once you've seen the Chuck Berry videos. I can't kiss you, baby. You got piss all over your face. Once you've seen <laughs> that video, Christ. you just can't. Maybe what? you guys haven't seen it. I did. It, it's just. What? It, it, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> oh, my God. What happens to people? God damn it. Yeah, it's, just, it's just I can't. He, he is so much more creepier than Doug Viger. I just. <laughs> yeah. I just. So Remember much. Doug's face, though, on the album cover? Yeah. Yeah, that impish, he, yeah, fucking yeah, perv. Dude, he yeah. knows what he's doing. Yeah. He does. <laughs> Just saying. He does. But I'm, I'm with Chuck. <laughs> You're going with Chuckles. All yeah. right, uh, Damon Joseph. We got. Wait, hold on. Let me, let me review here. We got, uh, we got Knack and Chuckles. We're splitting. We're split wide, right? Josh, yeah. you took the Knack. Yeah, yeah. I get okay. to break the tie. You're decider. Yes. You're decider. Hmm. Uh, what's funny is that Figer is like. There's another song on that album called "Good Girls Don't," which is also. Yeah. Super yeah, creepy. Yeah. I happen to like that song despite the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he is this kind of lascivious guy. But but Chuck just just you know falls into a, a just a vat of of gross. You know he's <laughs> yeah. he everything about him is he's he's an unpleasant guy. All his weird you know kind of sexual 
escapades that were i think that pretty much he would film chicks didn't he in, in yes. restaurants in the bathroom, and yeah, stuff bathroom That's what i saw yes like in, in <laughs> bathrooms and stuff not not to mention the 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 other sports he would engage in speaking of you lewis um so i just think don't rope huey into this dude yeah. <laughs> into your you filth. I can't even make my my previous argument that Chuck was writing from right. a kind of teenage perspective, you know, because because if you just took those lyrics away from Chuck Berry and said that you know s- someone else wrote them, you would just like Carl Perkins or something. You'd go, oh yeah, he's just singing a teenage song, but it's Chuck Berry. He's creepy, so I'm going with Chuck Berry. Yeah, <laughs> actually, you know, what? I'm going to change my answer to Chuck Berry too. <laughs> Three way tie. He smells like skin bracer and urine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Aqua Velvet and bar chords. Uh, <laughs> oh, Chuck Berry. God damn it. What a fucking psycho. Um, all right. So we have Brock Eats 3. We got the next up here. The Boys from New York City. Showcasing their interest in the youth of today. Kiss. <laughs> Yeah. Christine, 16! <laughs> oh, my God. Gene Simmons, well-known perv, uh, <laughs> rocking this song at 28. Uh, yeah. Now, look, did Sweet 69 play this song? Yeah. yeah. Did we play it multiple times? Yeah. Did Joey sing it? Yeah. So, look, now they can't bust us because we just busted ourselves. We tried to stop him. That's right. No, Joe, no. So it was Gene Simmons at 28 wrote, she drives me crazy. I want to give her what I've got. She's hot every day and night. There's no doubt about it. I don't usually say things like this to girls your age, Christine 16. But when I saw you coming out of that school that day, (laughs) that day I knew, I knew I had to have you. I've got to have you. (laughs) Christine 16, she's been around, but she's young and clean. (laughs) Best part. (laughs) That's a troublesome lyric. Uh, Yeah, I got to have her. I can't live without her. That little phrasing of clean. Yes. We know what they're yeah. talking about, and it makes it so much fucking. It's a powerful grossness <laughs> really, that was already. But she has a, a been around, thing, so it's going to be good. So <laughs> she's young and clean, but yeah. she's young and clean. <laughs> that's right. So that's 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 Kiss now, and who is Kiss up against? Wow, no better person for them to be up against. If you want to talk like nut job to nut job, asshole to asshole, perv to perv, we got. Jailbait by Ted Theodore to his friends Nugent. 1981 from the live album Intensities and Ten Cities. Still one of the greatest names of all time. Our man Theodore was 33, the age of Christ, when he wrote this song. Now, I want to add this little fun fact uh, that this was the fourth song on the record. Any guesses as to what the fifth song was? I am a predator. (laughs) <laughs> that was the name of the song. It's <laughs> an awesome little note. Um, so here's some fun lyrics for Jailbait, Ted Nugent. Well, I don't care if you're just 13. Oh. You look too good to be true. I just know that you're probably clean. There's only one little thing I've got to do. Oh. Now. Sorry. A lot of cleanliness here. A lot of cleanliness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's worried about hygiene. And 13 BT dubs. Yeah. So, you know, that's something to factor in. And this is your boy, uh, uh, Donald John Trump, 
and uh, and all you other twerps. <laughs> this is your guy who's got problems with uh, 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 our beautiful drag performers and, and and everybody else who's not just fucking stupid middle-aged white man. And Democrats are all pedophiles, but here you go. That's right. This fucking cunt. So anyway, so Wink doesn't like to work, you know, in, in ways that show how I really feel. But sometimes, as I say, this is a contract year for Wink. So he's, he's going to say what he wants to say. <laughs> make more tackles. Any, any publicity right. is good publicity. That's right. So we've got to review Kiss, Christine 16, up against Ted Nugent with Jailbait. We're going to go back to... George can George go George should start. George needs yeah. to start. Okay. Uh, Let's say you, Georgie. I say, well... um, so uh, for for Christine sixteen, I obviously know a lot about Kiss, and I know that the the background of this song is that Paul thought of that title and said this would be a cool title, and then Gene just stole it from him, and right. so Gene made up those lyrics, and I, I and then Ted the, the yeah because so, I'm sure Paul's was going to be about tutoring a sixteen year old girl <laughs> in, in her math studies, but Gene Gene didn't exactly conceive of the title; he just thought of the, how what would story would fit. Um, he storyboarded it. He storyboarded, yeah, exactly. And Previs, I, you know, with the high school and the cleanliness, you know, <laughs> Clean. comic book. God damn it, that's a weird thing. Yeah, and Fuck. and then Ted, but but Ted, I know is one of those, um, you know, emancipated, uh, you know, yeah, dude. got got a got a girl, got her parents to sign off and took her on the road. Guy, he did that. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, that's in the thirteen part, just really. Is really creepy, and I'm going with Ted. <laughs> George says Ted is grossest. What do you say, Josh? Uh, Ted, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean that that it's it, there's a tough choice because that, those lines from Christine sixteen are yeah, awful. Dude. When I saw you coming out of that school the next day, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Yeah, stalker. We're singing that into a public microphone in 1977. <laughs> yeah, you said it in public. Yeah, in a public address system. Hundreds, and it was on a live album, (laughs) and then it was on the radio. The album's called Love Gun. I mean, you start there. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, but but truly, truly, from the bottom of my heart, fuck Ted Nugent. (laughs) I mean, in so many different ways. But 13 years old. Come on. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, it's pretty heavy, man. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't get much heavier than that. So says Wink. Actively (laughs) angry. I, I don't have a vote, but I do have a Ted Nugent story. Oh, do it, baby. Okay. Do I it. was I was at the LAX baggage claim, and who was there with me on the same flight but Mr. Ted Nugent waiting for his suitcase? And I thought to myself, <laughs> you know, if I had a crossbow with me right now, <laughs> would it be worth the time I would do in jail to shoot him in the chest? And I went <laughs> You know, frankly, I would be out by now. We could still be doing Ear and Loathing. I'd be free and clear. I, I probably would have done my 25 years, right? And yeah. and uh, we would no longer have Ted Nugent. But alas, I did not have my crossbow with me that day. So it never happened. Well, even if you'd still been in the joint, we still would have been able to do the pod as DJ Trump has shown us. Yeah. Yeah. Smuggle phones in. Taking a we'll phone you, in baby. Be fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Me and even 50 hassle. other insurrectionists would be yelling into a phone. <laughs> Welcome to Air Loving. <laughs> she's been around, but she's young and clean. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I would have gone with Ted Nugent as well. So there you go. Big Ted. Yeah. All right. I would have easily Terrible done the same. Ted. Gross. Um, so here is the fourth Brock Eat. We've got the pride of wherever he's from. 
the embarrassment to his mother, uh, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> Gary Puckett and the Union Gap oh, with right. Young Girl. Oh. <laughs> young Girl. So here's, here's a little something from Gary Puckett. Now, Big G was uh, 28 when this song came out, but he didn't write it. Got to give the full credit to Big Jerry Fuller at 30 when this came out. Now, I find this lyric incredible because it says two things about Galooch. So here we go. <laughs> so, so hurry home to your mama. I'm sure she wonders where you are. Get out of here before I have the time to change my mind because I'm afraid we're going to go too far because I'm afraid we're going to go too far. <laughs> so based on that verse, it appears to me that in addition to Jerry Fuller being a perf, there's a decent chance that he also may be a werewolf. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> get out of here. The moon, come on. What a- <laughs> it's a fuller moon. That's right. Fuller, Fuller's in changing period. Uh, so, so that's Gary Puckett, Union Gap werewolf. Um, <laughs> then, then, uh, the last, you can't do one of these. You cannot do one of these without going to the bad boys of Hollywood. The motliest of crews. <laughs> Motley crew. And from the song, All in the Name of, from the Girls, Girls, Girls record, 1987, Nicholas Six, a smooth 29, <laughs> young and clean, young and clean at 29. <laughs> and here's a sample of those lyrics here. Uh, she's only 15. She's the reason, the reason that I can't sleep. You say illegal. I say legal's never been my scene. <laughs> so, like, good Lord. Note to these guys, if, if you keep putting only in the lyrics, then you're admitting that you know that she's too young. <laughs> They're all saying only. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Stand in your truth, Nikki Six. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's well aware of what he's talking about. But Gary Puckett, you can at least say that he may be caught up in a fucking werewolf frenzy, like the, and, and he doesn't know things anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, we should have. Uh, uh, how about Joshy goes first for the for this? So you got Gary Puckett and the Union Gap and Motley Crue. Yeah the 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 gross. The grossness of that Gary Puckett song was pretty bad. But Nikki's <laughs> a 29-year-old Nikki Six talking about fucking a 15-year-old is more than I can take. Yeah, and he acknowledges the fact that he goes, yeah, you say that's bad news and it's illegal, and I'm going to say back to you, yeah, but that's not my scene. Yeah. I'm not interested in your rules, bro. Laws are just a construct. <laughs> <laughs> Love is Nicholas, forever. I know the law. <laughs> Nick, I know the law six. <laughs> um, uh, which one of you two uh, uh, fruit loose? I think I'm next. Yeah, do it, baby, do it. And and I'm gonna go with Josh only because there's a there's a slight bit of restraint going on with Gary. He's actually yeah. trying to push her away. You okay. know, he's trying to do the right thing. We know he's admitting what's going on in his brain, but he is really just sending her away. Hopefully, you know, if she turned around right. and said, right. "I guess I will stay," then of course all, things would go to hell. What can I do? Yeah, I'm, I'm a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, at least Gary's trying to do something about it. He's it's just right. pathetic, but at least he's trying. Nikki Six is just defiantly going. You know, what am I? What am I going to do? I'm yeah, fuck you, law. I'm a scoff law. 
<laughs> Scofflaw. Six got to live. Ne'er do well, a scofflaw. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I guess that's the winner, right? Yeah. So you're going to say Nick Six. What about what would you have said, George? Oh, I would have agreed with uh, with them for sure. I, yeah. I, right. I, for so, the same reasons Damon said. Yes. Crew across the board. Yeah. Uh, there's no way to. Yeah, I agree that like at least uh, Galuch is trying to do the right thing. Uh, the thing about that too was odd is that like I watched three or four different performances uh, of that song live on television, mm -hmm. different television shows. Yep. Not the least of which was fucking Ed Sullivan. Like. <laughs> That's back when there was two things on, and one of them was that. So <laughs> all over the airwaves it was going, oh, yeah. my Lord. So uh, now we're here we are powering it down into the next funky round. We got the Kings against each other. Big Ringo against Chuck Berry. Ooh. What do you say, Damon? Ringo v. Berry. Um, maybe George should go on this one. Go, George. It, it's a very tough decision, but I, I I can't get Ringo and the the kimono open out of my head. I can't get that out of my head. It's even worse than you. I I, I can't kiss you, baby. You got piss on your face. <laughs> That's it. I still can't. But uh, Ringo. It is hardcore, Joshua. What do you say, Ringo? Chuck Berry. The sinister thing about that that the Ringo song or the when he sang is that like. It implies that now that you are 16, <laughs> I have sexual and romantic thoughts about you. But definitely not the night before you were 16 or any time before that. That was never a thing. I promise you that it was never happening. But now that you turned 16, it just turned on like a light. It's so creepy yeah. and gross. We're talking about grooming. Like, that's, that's, like, that's right. it right there. Yeah. Uh, she went from Cindy Brady to Bo Derek in, in, uh, in an afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, Chuck's singing from a third person, kind of like removed storytelling position. Ringo's yeah. in second person looking right in her face and, and letting her know, <laughs> you're mine. As he, as he padlocks the door. You're 16. You're beautiful. As, as, yeah, as, as, as gross as Chuck Berry uh, uh, has been over the years... Uh, it, it, I'm still mad at Ringo for still being like a like a, a all the way grown adult and singing the song. So, yeah, <laughs> right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Ringo. Okay. And he's giving you like the journalist. He's answering the journalism questions: who, what, where, and why. Right. <laughs> you're 16. You're beautiful. And guess what? You're mine, baby. <laughs> so we're taking uh, the big ring, right? Yeah. Yeah. Across the board. Okay. Okay. Now. Uh, the other two uh, 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 Mensa members, Theodore Nugent versus Motley Carew. What do you say, Damon? Hmm. Uh, both reprehensible human beings. Mm -hmm. You know, your airport mate. Your uh... yeah, my seatmate. <laughs> yeah, we sh we did share the armrest. We we kind of came to a <laughs> detente. <laughs> But uh, let's see. Yeah, he's a dickhead. Nikki Six is also a dickhead. So the the songs again are are what Jailbait, where he was talking about her being thirteen and clean. Yeah, uh, and then it was uh, Nikki Six had the common decency to bump that up to fifteen <laughs> and let you know that following the rules ain't his scene, especially when it comes right. down to that. It's just compensating for inflation. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a different time. It's 81 v 87. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that yeah. tracks. That tracks. All other dickhead things being equal, just the younger one, the 13 versus the 15, I'm going to have to go yeah. with Ted Nugent. For real. Um, George, would you have said that too? Yes, I was. Uh, I, I, I think Josh has to go though, right? Yeah, Josh, Josh. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's get to you. Now, you break down the two mammoth uh, knob jobs that are Ted and Nick. What do you say? Uh, I I I uh, I think Nikki Six is just an idiot, whereas Ted Nugent is malevolent. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's he's he, he understands what this is all about. And Nikki, like as we've discussed with those guys before, is they'll say things and do things to just to do them because it's easier than writing about something when you could write about something that will theoretically just burn a little midnight oil for your career and somebody will talk to you even if you're saying how awful you are. He understands that. But Ted, you're right. I think believes it's like, no, 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 no. This is a diary entry. Yeah. You're looking into my brain. Yeah. No, this this is an advertisement. <laughs> he writes in the diary in deer blood. <laughs> in deer blood. <laughs> that Aaron, that song is a is a is a casting call. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Just so y'all know, this is what I'm looking for. Here's what I'm enthusiastic about. I'm going to be coming to your town real soon. <laughs> no, no, you're 14. You get in the other line. Yeah. This is the 13 <laughs> line. This is the 13 line. You're the maybe line. You're like a grandmother. 15. You're a grandmother. Get <laughs> he's got yeah. a pen, no. pen, a pen made out of a yak's femur, and he's <laughs> dipping it into the deer blood and writing out. <laughs> Here's my number. You got, you got a coonskin journal. <laughs> Instead of a moleskin. Moleskin, yes, yeah, coonskin. That's right. Uh, all right, so, so we're I, guess, saying that- I guess it's Ted Nugent, right? Are, are we still on that one or what? No, yeah. we're, we're I, I, for the same reasons I would be. And also, uh, Nicky seems to have grown up at least. Like he has, he has children now and he's been through rehab and he's made statements about, you know. And Ted seems exactly the same as he was 40 <laughs> years ago. Like not one out is he changed. Not one. Hundy P, bro. Hundy P. <laughs> yeah, except for like chatting about like how, how shitty and, and, black-hearted everyone else is right right like, dude, well he always has said that what though. the fuck right. yeah. <laughs> yeah how could you yeah. possibly do that ted yeah. you're incredible so the showdown of showdowns my friends my gitmos and guest we have <laughs> ringo making it out not only making it out of the first round <laughs> but making it <laughs> by virtue yeah. of that creepy voice and his kimono <laughs> <laughs> Powering out of that first round all the way down to the championship round, we've got Ringo up against Ted Mazeltoff to the 13 Mazel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not taking a turn, but in, right now in my brain, I'm doing the math. Kimono versus loincloth. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's it. Short fabrics. <laughs> so uh, why don't uh, whoever between you go? Uh, let's say uh, George. Okay. Um Ringo and Ted. Yeah, I. It's a, it's a, despite my uh, uh, disturbance with uh, Ringo, <laughs> I do feel like in the story, Josh, that you've told with the kimono, and I love that. <laughs> I feel like if you, if someone came up to him, a handler, a wife, somebody, and then took the took the scotch bottle away, and <laughs> then closed his robe and went, "All right, look, you got to s- sit down." And once he sobered up, he'd see Get some maybe, black coffee. 
Yeah, that he would be like, oh, I'm, oh, Jesus, you know, I'll roll, I've done something wrong. You know, he would he would be sorry about it. Where Ted would just continue to be defiant, like, no, I like thirteen year olds. I'm sticking by it, and I'm gonna kill all. I'm killing, I'm killing a bear, and I'm gonna roll it, make the skin out of him. I'm gonna fuck a thirteen year old girl in a bearskin rug, and I'm gonna do it. I don't care what anybody says. And stick right. Despite the and, and Ringo is saved because Barbara Bach went over and hit him, yeah. hit the scotch out of his hand yes. with his caveman script. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I should have said. It that way you're right exactly shut up richie you're right <laughs> get hold of yourself man right yes. yeah. Yeah. So, so, I, sorry george your, your soliloquy just now that's actually ted nugent's testimony on a witness stand <laughs> exactly. yes totally so that's why i'm ted has not changed in all these years right. and, and that maybe that's the one that some people would find the great thing about him that he stuck to it but it, it's right. creepy it's, it's weird it's weird Ted. Yeah. 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 Ted, Ted for you. Uh, and it's easy to understand why you would feel that way. Uh, let's go to Joshua Pickering. What do you say, baby? Ringo versus Big Ted for dirt ball of, uh, the, uh, dirt ball of the evening. It stands to reason that one cannot be so moved by having sex with 13 year olds to the point where one wants to write a song uh, and sing about it in public so that therefore he has had a lot of sex with, tragically with 13 year old people yeah. hate it and absolutely he is my vote because once again fuck Ted Nugent <laughs> the that's right oh. yeah dude fucking pedo uh so we've got we've got a strong showing by Theodore uh uh Taking it easy on the law. Uh, For the record, uh, I would have weighed in on the on that same side. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think you would have what it's stuck worth. with thirteen. It's hard to go against. Come on, thirteen. <laughs> just just based on that, I was picturing suddenly like Ted Nugent isn't famous, right? He's just a, a guy in the bar looking the way he looks, and he's coming. He's in a bar. People are playing pool. It's a redneck place. He's he comes out with the loincloth and the you know the coonskin tail he's got that he wears and the yeah. fucking crazy hair, and he starts singing. And, and even even those guys in the bar, he just say thirteen. Did he just, wait a minute wait a minute i have a like he, even they'd be upset by like <laughs> it's hard to believe that anyone was like let it go because like you could again like i think damon said earlier like you could f- understand somewhere in the 16s like mm-hmm. there's I, against the law everything 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 but like whoa you're right <laughs> yeah, yeah that yeah. scene is yeah. fucking incredible uh, Even when oh people God. had a lifespans of 26. <laughs> Still too fucking young, baby. <laughs> well, we did it. We did it. Yeah. We decided who the biggest dirtbag was. <laughs> that was awesome. We did it. <laughs> well, we, we, we sort away. of did. We, we have to put the cherry on top. Now, let's, let's ask Josh, since he's our guest. Yeah. You woke up this morning, sort of curious, sort of scratching your head like, gee, I wonder, <sighs> in all of rockdom... Who is the creepiest pedophile <laughs> of all time? And do you feel like that itch was indeed scratched? Uh, at least that we know about. <laughs> right. Of these selections. Yes, yes. of yeah. these selections. Absolutely. We, uh, that, I, I, Ted Nugent singing a song like that is, is just about the grossest thing I can possibly think of. And, <laughs> We definitely got there. Do you have, yeah! but, but Josh, do you have something? Oh, I have something. 
This guy says he listens to the pod. I don't know. I have my doubts. <laughs> did we achieve something? Did, did we get any? Did, was anything a uh, question here? You know, was it? <laughs> oh. Michael King. Am I blowing something right now? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's asking you if you had your found your answer. Do you I have f- your answer? I have found my final answer. I found my answer. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> All right. I have my answer. Oh, I have go. my answer. <laughs> I have my answer. <laughs> I have my answer. I'm walking on air. <laughs> Wow, oh, that was incredible! Well done, lots of lots of lots of good stuff there. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> what a tour through just yeah filth. <laughs> I don't it was know a what filthy to say. night. Yeah, there's that was... so many songs about fucking underage girls. <laughs> <that> are, yeah, <laughs> for the last like, at least the last hundred years, it's awful. It's so yeah. and it was so normal. It was so like, what you like looking younger girls? What are you gonna do? Like it was like not a big deal. <laughs> oh. This is going to be flagged. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> Content warning. <laughs> we're shining a light on the on the people who need to be remembered as the dirtbags that they were. Yes. Uh, yeah, journey through the backwoods. Yeah, time and age and all that shit is no excuse, you fucking dirtbags. Kind of all the songs were about, the songs and the brakits were all about the underage stuff, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I guess the Glenn Fry was like, once you get caught, then the heat is on. Yeah, that's just, right. I just so weird. I chose fancy, and then this was the Brocky. <laughs> and Trump is, yeah, of course, uh, oh, yeah, da- dabbles, he's into. wouldn't you say? He's, <laughs> he's been balls deep in many underage girls. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, yes. He's, yeah. Right. Yeah, on Epstein's Island. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We can, we can edit all this. <laughs> Young and clean. <laughs> Allegedly. He, gra- <laughs> he grabs him by the lollipop. Allegedly. <laughs> And this whole fucking pod is fucking allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly. With kidnapped. All right. Well, that was beautiful. Let's, let's, uh, Josh, are there any like kind of social media places people can go to, to check out your beautiful artwork? Uh, Instagram at Joshua Pickering photographer or just my name, joshuapickering.com on the worldwide interwebs. Uh, Wink, can you spell Pickering in your best Wink reading creepy lyrics voice? P I C K I N J. It's a contract year. Showing up, like it. So fun, like just gorgeous, gorgeous artist, and and uh, an even better person. And it's been my joy to have him close for a million years. And it's uh, a thrill to have you on the pod, my man. Thank you for doing it. Yes, thank you, Josh. It's Super awesome, fun. <laughs> Super duper fun. Aaron, thank you for sharing Josh with us. <laughs> Whoa, hey, 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 come hey on. <laughs> All right, well, this has been episode 49 of Ear and Loathing. We are the Gitmo Bros. We are collectively, including Josh, the number one rockers forever. And right. guess what? We will see you next week on Big 5050. Say goodbye, guys. Good night. Bye. Bye. Ear and Loathing. What flavor lube do you want, Josh? Mom! Take it easy. Lower it. I'm not going to lower it. I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next time for more Ear and Loathing. End transmission. Goodbye. Goodbye.